0: On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we are back in Rome for season two of Domino on Sky, taking a rather final approach to infidelity with Jenna Coleman in Wilderness on Prime Video and taking stock of Wrexham FC, along with Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds in season two of Welcome to Wrexham on Disney+. Plus, Emma Appleton joins us on the show to discuss her role in The Killing Kind, which we reviewed on Pilot Plus last week. I'm James Dyer and welcome to The Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters and a podcast that was not invited to sit in a box at the NTAs last week. Oh, no, oh no sorry, sorry. That's right. One of us, one of us James. was invited, but not the other two.
1: James, first of all, Boyd was invited. <laughs> oh, was we, he? We was I? At, yes. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. You were invited to the heat box. Oh, we the talk, heat yeah. box. There's oh, okay. a heat
0: box. Oh, yeah. yeah, we okay. have a
1: box. Every year, traditionally, Boyd and I are in that box. We sit together. We talk through. We say who we think is going to win. We know. You know just with like, each other? Yeah, we just sit together. It's basically <laughs> like our working life, but we just sit in a box. That's oh, Statler and we that watch room, it. Waldorf. Kind of. So we usually do that. He decided he opted out. Fair enough. I got invited into the Skybox. Well, sky it clashed
2: with my days of annual leave that turned out to be a massive holiday for me.
1: <laughs> anyway, so I got invited, to, invited into the Skybox. I miss Boyd. I was texting Drew. Oh, the yeah, ceremony. that's right.
2: Also, you, you were invited to the Hoi Palloi Skybox to kind of live it up with them. I mm. was invited to that, that box. But... <laughs> but anyway let's
1: forget James this wouldn't have ball, gone even if he was invited he would like
2: you want to be yeah, invited exactly. to the NTAs you have <laughs> an obviously big- snobbish superior <laughs> attitude which in some cases is, is fine to the NTAs there's no way you would have gone to the NTAs you absolute
1: do you know what he's being very very quite
0: contrary disingenuous but that's so out of character for me yeah. yes yeah. true
2: Whereas well, I, whereas I sat there watching the uh, brilliance of Young Sheldon being recognised. Oh my god! <laughs> Although having said that, someone did message me saying on Twitter saying, um, "Actually, Young Sheldon is a really good show," and I do know of. I, I come clean; I've only ever watched one episode, so I can't really judge it. But I do know it is a bit of a. There are people who say it's really good, really uh, better than the Big Bang Theory from which it was a spin-off. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think we just got to remember that the NTAs is a popularity contest, right? <laughs>
2: Literally. Yeah. So, it's, it's based it's, by the public. Yeah.
1: It's not by a jury. Never ask yes.
2: the public. Never ask.
1: Well, that's famously, famously, ha ha ha, when Mrs. Brown's boys beat Afterlife. Yes. So, that's one those kind of So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not in a box today, <laughs> but joining us nonetheless is Her Ladyship, the Marquess of Ribeiro, Baroness <laughs> K.
1: Hello. I prefer the Dutch. You're okay
0: with I... the hoi polloi.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the riffraff. I'll mm. hang out with you for a couple of hours and then I'll go.
0: And also with us is Boyd. very good but how are we other than other than you know going or not going to the NTAs Boyd you had a holiday yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was the, very exciting it was the most <laughs> don't get him
1: started K- on this KJ's oh. will
2: be aware that I had the least holiday holiday in the history of holidays <laughs> yesterday so yeah. yeah I mean you know I, I ignored it in the end <laughs> Looked he doesn't a copy, like to recorded complain. a podcast mm-hmm. no, no and then when I got home I watched shows for this podcast so Fair it was you. yeah it wasn't exactly it's so
1: your dream day off yeah.
2: dream day off yeah. it was dream yeah. a dream i uh, have got a screening this evening as we speak as we record this Thursday which I'm looking forward to of Juice which we'll be reviewing soon with um, Russell Tovey Moan Ruzwan and the bonus one who we had on our podcast that's right so that is yeah that's getting a full screening this evening I'm excited about that good yeah (laughs) and what, what have I been watching Oh, well, we Is haven't that, gone
1: on to that yet. Oh, yeah. oh sorry.
2: You you
0: know, got free? No, 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 You're jumping you ahead. Know, sorry. To,
1: do you know what we have to do? We, we... James, how are you? Oh, yeah, how are you? <laughs> that's
0: what...
1: Come on. How are you? I
0: thought that's a loaded question. I, I am absolutely fine. In fact, I'm going to take this opportunity to to sort of pimp out the Drunk Women Solving Crime yes. Empire crossover, which I did mention on Pilot Plus last week. But on Thursday, the 14th of September, we will be at King's Place. Myself, Chris Hewitt, and Helen O'Hara joining the Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast. It's a brilliant mishmash
2: of two two groups of people because it couldn't be better chosen because you three are, I believe, all of you, non-drinkers, aren't you?
0: Chris and Helen never drink. I rarely drink. Oh, okay. So you drink every
2: now and then on a special occasion. It's
1: going to be a fun night out, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's the whole point, isn't it? It's yeah. these,
2: these women are actually deliberately going to get drunk, which yes. has become a whole thing. Yes. In, in, I mean, not even that recently. It's been a thing for ages. Drunk people, drunk history, etc. Yeah. Um, so I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm, can I go? Can I come? Uh, when is it 14th well, it's on be the be a, 14th Yeah, this could be a bonus, bonus for check. listeners
1: you might get to see Boyd in the crowd
2: oh no I'm going to Boiling Point screening that day so. oh, although sorry. if you go um, in, you won't see him uh, but yeah I think
0: it's a, a brilliantly conceived um, special I wonder what crime we'll get do you think we'll get? Do you think yeah. we'll get the crime that formed the basis of Candy and Love and Death? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, funnily enough, you're now crossing over into what I've been watching without spoiling oh, anything.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, we'll get mm. into that. I
0: thought I'd watch Candy. I thought I'd watch some of Candy. And so, did we or did we not watch/slash review that on this podcast?
2: I think we did. We did. But I think the reason why. Neither of us, can, okay, wasn't on the podcast at the time, but right. I think the reason why neither of us who were uh, can remember it is because the first episode, which I assume I only watched the first episode, mm. uh, with Jessica Beale playing yeah. the candy woman, is much more focused on the other woman, Melanie Linsky, who put, played by Melanie Linsky, the victim... Um, of the crime if people I'm trying to I'm trying to spoil it even though it's a true crime thing that people will Google but still some people will think it's a spoiler if I say too much so anyway anyway, the, the setup is um, you know what happened was a woman had an affair with her neighbour who was married and she was married as well and the wife of the man who had the affair was brutally killed oh. I'll just leave it there yeah so that's but that is the goal. Did you don't know that <laughs> Or right we just thing. ruined it for Kate. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, I mean, it's a very anyway. So
1: God, Boyd, you're such a spoiler bastard. Steady.
2: <laughs> Shut up!
1: So. I'm, I'm with the listeners. If you want to turn against Boyd, if you want to do just, very like much. a, like Thank a you. picket line, anything Thank like, you like very that, much. I'm with you with the placards.
0: So the a first bo- a boycott. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds steady.
2: The character of Betty Gore, the victim, played by Melanie Linsky off of Yellow Jackets, the focus in the first episode is on her more, slightly more than on Jessica Bill as Candy. We've mm. seen Ke- Candy's, the opening scene is her as Candy. But it's just got a very different vibe to it. And, and because it starts, and it also, the first episode starts on the day of the murder, of, right. of the murder. Right, and so, and it's all about that. It's almost like a horror film. I remember. I think I remember saying that in the review. It would be amazing if we went back and checked that we didn't actually. I literally, even as you're saying this, zero recollection. Okay, Okay. should have. Anyway, um, it's such a different viewing experience. It was so interesting because, yes, so it felt like a completely different case from just from the way it's written. Yeah, it's like a horror infle- inflected thing about this murder that st- is the start of the whole this whole drama. And what's interesting is that in the credits, in the opening credits, there's like a, two people are credited with the story. And I was thinking, well, I mean, this is supposed to be a true story, and two people are credited with the way of telling this story. I thought that was interesting. The following um, are real events. Yeah. Or what was the line? Well, I've, oh, I've, yeah. there's that as well. This this one had a, this one said based on real events, right. which is less kind of show offy that this mm. is a true story yeah. which of course is the, the one um, for love and death but it's so, completely different and, I, and so I think that's why it just didn't seem like the same it doesn't seem like the same case when you mm. watch the first episode of Candy so it
1: wasn't as slow burn N-
2: no it was much faster pace it is much faster and gets right to the nub of the, mm-hmm. the the issue the the murder literally the day of all, all the captions in the that's first that's how the other one started
1: though it did start with that, the scene in the the sh- the bathroom blood splattered scene oh yeah of blood splatter, Friday the 13th right. uh,
2: yeah yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: But it didn't go into depth, and it was just like a it just flashed yeah, up. We saw it's, that, yeah, yeah, like standard. Then it scooted over back to the uh, the projectors, the charts, and the spreadsheets uh, uh, spreadsheets. Yeah, of, if the, the
2: lengthy the lengthy um, development of the affair. Um, but yeah, that, but the bottom line is that it's so different that, that I think that's why... Mm. We, that's my excuse anyway for not remembering. Whether I still maintain I've never seen it. No. Uh, and also Jessica Biel's performance is so different as well. Like her, her take
0: on the character. Well, it's a, it, has a, it has a slightly kooky sense of humour, doesn't it, Love and Death? Like it's slightly altered yeah. and played a little bit for last. Yeah, right. Um,
2: and Love and Death is like is, is visually more spectacular. It, it, what it is, is you can really sense it's a David E. Kelly show. So it is like a kind of big little lies, a big ambitious... Like the opening shot, I don't know if you remember, of where we reviewed it last week, Sweet, but you may have forgotten, of um, <laughs> Love and Death. Do you remember what it was? It's a huge, big o- overhead shot of just the sky in this small Texas town and like then goes down to the my, the detail of where she is. I'd actually forgotten that. Yeah, I mean, I did as well. But it, it, immediately that first shot establishes this is going to be a big cinematic event version of this true crime story, whereas the other one, the candy one, is much more of a gritty, dark literally visually dark tawdry uh, tone to it yeah whereas the other one is big ambitious but yeah and slightly funny it's sli- so yeah so I, I i that's that's i thought it was a fascinating viewing experience for me if not <laughs> anyone else um <laughs>
0: Uh, Boyd, Boyd wants candy that's
2: the uh, <laughs> yeah. steady yeah, steady the other thing I've been watching um, is Top Boy which mm-hmm. arrived on Netflix uh, la- arrived on Netflix today Thursday. and which series is this this is the last ever series so well that, that itself is a loaded question huh. because it's officially the third series yes because Netflix considers the ones that went out on channel 4 earlier years ago remember Top Boy started on channel 4 it's, they're no longer canon and then well they are <laughs> canon but they're not considered full seasons by what? Netflix yeah I mean I mean they were one of them was That's like a, silly. I know. So it's season five slash three, which depending on which way it's the bottom line is it's the final season. Right. It's okay. The last season. it's it's a reminder of how I think incredibly undervalued this show is because it's really ambitious and and, and talk about big. The, the scope is big the the main kind of clashes between the main characters Ashley Waters' character and um, Kane Robertson's character are, is fascinating there's the new Irish um, gangsters played by Brian Gleeson and Barry mm-hmm. Keegan uh, I mentioned the other week but it's just the way it's shot and um, written and the other thing really important thing about it is in, in the first episode and this carries on being a, an issue all the way through the series there's an, a raid by the immigration authorities on the block where um, where one of the families lives, and the mo- and the mother hysterically trying to stop her son um, from being arrested by the immigration authorities, going back to an ob- obscure you know kind of rules to do with how when you know did, wh- did they have a birth certificate when they first arrived? Literally the gener- the previous generation of the of the family that arrived in the UK, and this is of course based on reality. This is based on the actual true situation that the, the, there are immigration raids by people in places that. But it's fascinating, and the way Top Boy. Marries a really fascinating powerful exciting tense gangster story between the different different characters within these gangs mm-hmm. and social the social realism and the themes of particularly of racism in present day Britain is a uh, brilliantly done and so I think it's a that really reminds really,
1: me of um do you remember the scene in Champion when yeah. a, a, yes. uh, candace right. Curtis Williams when, like when that carriage comes right. out of prison and then the police officers yeah. come and yeah
2: exactly it's very much like that scene yeah and, but but Uh, incredibly powerful and they've done a brilliant job I have to say i I, I, I watched it all the way through very addictive and um, and the finale is incredibly tense brilliantly tense so yeah top buy I strongly recommend on the Netflix okay Mm. okay hi
1: there so I've been watching um, Young Sheldon (laughs) <laughs> no, live to a hundred. Secrets of the Blue Zones, what? a Netflix documentary. Now you might remember ages ago I watched the Channel Four uh, documentary with John Snow, which was called How to Live to Hundred. It's basically the same thing, but Netflix have done it, which is looking at the Blue Zones. What a Blue in, Zone! The Blue Zones are areas in the world where people live the longest and they're healthiest right. and they're the happiest. So it's places place in Japan and um, Cal- there's a place in California, Sardinia, like all over. And so like this author, Dan Buetner, um, he goes to the five unique communities where people live extraordinary, long and vibrant lives. And I've watched about three episodes and it is obviously the same as the Jon Snow documentary, but I just love it. It's just it's just amazing to see how look at <laughs> James, do for that face. What face? This is if my you face. Cast, no, but if you like, if you... Um, uh-huh nurture certain areas and aspects of your life how long and fulfilling your life can be so like community faith there's all these different aspects purpose podcasts Mm. podcasts definitely doing this podcast with you guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) foundation all of these important things that lead to a long and happy life
2: is there a blue zone (laughs) for for watching The Expanse does that count (laughs)
1: Um, yes I've been watching that that was really good so if anyone's interested in that that's on Netflix
0: do do we work in a blue zone (laughs) Kate I don't think so No,
1: absolutely not <laughs> what's <That>. the
0: opposite <laughs> yeah I
1: don't know a it's res- a black zone yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing I can't remember if I mentioned this before and it's a bit older now but I watched it a couple of weeks ago um, I'm a big fan as you know of Rob and Rom Versus did I talk about this a little while ago Boyday you'll remember what,
2: Takeshi's Castle no, oh, no Rob, and, Rob and Romish sorry yeah, not, um, not Tom and Romish no so yes, this is on Rob Sky
1: and, and it's their popular series where they um, they buddy up to take on challenges and it's always very funny but this series and it's you know it's hard to pick out a favorite episode but this is in my top three where basically they take on classical music and they um learn how to conduct with the london philharmonic orchestra and they go to venice i think it's venice to go and get some training from a um, opera opera singer and it's just honestly if you're in a bad mood you're feeling grumpy if you need a laugh just switch on that episode because it is so good
2: if James is feeling grumpy in the mood.
1: If James is feeling grumpy, there's nothing that can get him <laughs> no, out of that, to be no, fair. No. But for, for the normals, <laughs>
2: um, I held back on a thing because I thought you were going to mention it. But now I'm going to mention it since you did. Ooh, you tell you me, mention, what? Which is that I assume that you, like I, have been watching the heavily embargoed um, sex education um, oh, yes. screeners. Yes, yeah. but no, it's embargoed. Yeah, it's embargoed. But
1: but when it. did you get
0: these screeners? Well, I, I blatantly asked for them. You may not be giving them up. No, no, yet, no, to be fair, I did the same thing and I was going to mention it. I blatantly uh, asked for them yesterday and was um, given them all except the final episode same, yesterday
2: yeah. yes. I blatantly asked for them before the weekend so I could have the weekend I okay. asked
1: them for work purposes because I was reviewing it <laughs> yeah. and I've only watched one
2: episode previewing it not oh. reviewing it oh yes okay.
0: oh Let's yes previewing <laughs> Steady. it yes.
1: absolutely did Hold not on. give my opinion no. I just said facts
2: unbelievable
0: yeah, um, oh, yeah I'm really really looking for... is, it, is that next week or is it the week after um, I think it's the week after isn't well, it? either way I'm very yeah. excited to watch mm. it oh gotcha and I can't break in embargo because I literally haven't watched DM
1: Dan you've oh, got it Dan Levy from Shit's Creek okay. that's oh, what everyone needs to get excited about
0: yeah, and Hannah Gadsby's in it as well. Yes, All that's, the this greats. is another fact. I love sex education so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm well, really excited. about Yeah, it.
2: we can't say whether or not you're going to be right. uh, yeah
0: let down by it. How many well, of course you watch, you're not going
2: to be let down by it. All of it, whole thing, <gasps> except All for seven. the last seven. episode. Except for <laughs> the last episode. Yeah. Well, oh, you not.
1: No, see, oh. I'm being very restrained. That's, oh yeah, I'm, that's
2: that's why I got it for the weekend. I, I, I yeah, watched, consumed it voraciously in the, the weekend.
1: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have only really watched one episode, but. And I can't say whether I enjoyed it or not, but...
0: And I know it's annoying for listeners, but there we go. Well, just I couldn't fact. watch it on the weekend because I was on a plane back from Florida. Oh, yeah, were. oh God, so, how was yeah. that? How was Florida? It was, I was, it was exhausting, is what it was. Because exhausting. I- oh, let me... Wait, 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 sorry. Oh, yeah. I am just
1: get my bag oh, <laughs> Just get this little violin out. Unbelievable.
0: Well, so the thing was, I had a lot of stuff to watch on the plane. Like a lot of oh stuff I God, needed to James. watch on the plane. No, 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 but this is the thing. And, and before takeoff, take off, I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to watch this stuff. I said it's going to be great. I've got this flight's like 10 hours to get out there. And I was like, brilliant. Oh, I'm so going to do this. And I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to binge watch the whole of the morning show. And I was going to get through all of the, the mm. Continental as well. Mm. I mean, maths means I couldn't have done both of those things, but I was going to do as much of both of those as possible. So yeah, I thought, all right, before I before I start watching my marathon amounts of TV that I'm going to watch, uh, I thought, I'll just uh Play a quick game, just for a couple of minutes. Couple oh, of minutes, James, play a quick game. No, you know, but it's but just during take off because I thought you know it's just, just a little game, little game. Just give me occupied.
1: what bejeweled.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I, I started playing bejeweled. Uh, can I just say that you have just dropped a Taylor Swift song title? And when we did pilot oh. plus last week, boy, you inadvertently mm. dropped two Taylor Swift song titles. So it's clearly catching. Mm. Uh, but uh, th- no. there's a Taylor Swift connection to one of the shows reviewing. Well. That is absolutely yeah. true. But we'll get onto that later. No, so I started playing a game called Immortality. Have you ever heard of this? No. Now, and this is not a plug for Netflix, but if you have a Netflix subscription, like if you subscribe to Netflix, you can play this game for free. You can download it at the App Store and play it on your your iPad or your phone or whatnot. Uh, it's available on other things. But it's one of these, like, it was, it was a landmark game when it came out, which I think was last year. And it's all video. It's full motion video. So the, the premise of this game is this, is that uh, uh, there's this, actress called marissa marcel who has vanished and some footage from her films has essentially become available it starts with one clip which is like a talk show clip and the way it works is you watch the clip and then you zoom in on something in the clip whether it be the person's face whether it be a cup and then it will find another one of her clips which has that same thing in it so gradually you unlock all these different clips from her films and eventually you assemble she's done three films
1: wait 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 sweet sorry Okay. <laughs> you watch a clip, you focus on some element yeah. of the clip. Yeah. And then the and then another clip will come up. Yeah. What is the point?
0: Well the idea is it's a mystery. You're trying to unsolve a mystery of what happened to this actor. And let me tell you, it goes in some properly banana crackers directions. Really? Like it's it's wackadoodle too, quite a phrase. Whack-a-doodle, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> uh but genuine and it's and it became So you really, played that
1: for ten hours.
0: I played it for ten hours. straight. Oh my
1: god, James, you're sick.
3: What
1: so much
0: so I ran out the battery on my iPad and then had to recharge it so I could carry on playing. I was obsessed with this game, Why obsessed with it. With it. <laughs> uh, but genuinely, so, so and I'm looking clips. But the thing, and the thing is, so she's done so these did three you get, films. Did you get her back? What happened? Well, she's done three films in this. So there's one which is Ambrosio, which is like this sort of like period thing about a monk who starts shagging someone else uh, and the devil and whatnot. It's like a slightly odd sort of like satanic film. Then there is another one, Minsky, which is like this 70s, almost like crime erotic thriller mm, about an artist who's been murdered and then there's another one which I think is supposed to be a 90s film which is about a celebrity who swaps places with her body double uh, and there's like a, a murder in that, that as film. well and you get really into the three different films so you want the clips because you want to find out what happened in the films and you get them all out of order as well so the films make no sense until you start to get all the clips you start to, to understand like them but, but and I'm not going to give away what happens? But let's just say there is. It turns out there are things hidden in the footage, and all is not what it seems. And when that penny drops, when you realise that it, it's all not quite what you thought it was, it's a proper like holy shit moment. And that's what sucked me in. I was like, this is incredible. But the point of this is, the point of this is, Where's of the, the three films, <laughs> <laughs> at least one of them is a bit porny. <laughs> oh, and- oh, here dear. we go. No, here no, this
1: go. is right. Okay, yeah. cool. Right, so <laughs> James <laughs> got his blanket on, and ten hours. Later. <laughs> yeah. He's had a no, lovely trip. but this
0: is the mm-hmm. problem. This is the problem that because it's a bit porny and you have to keep scrubbing through these clips and genuinely you have to zoom in on certain yeah, elements. Of there course there you are bits where you are literally <laughs> zooming in right? on boobs <laughs> to unlock another scene that has boobs in it because that's the only way you can get to it. And so I can only okay, cool. imagine minute, what the person minute. in the seat next to me thought the, I was doing.
1: In the um the clip that you're watching, <laughs> yes. presumably the only place in that clip, the only place you could zoom in was the boobs. Well, no,
0: because what you end up doing is yeah, you yeah, end up yeah. going back through the clip and finding the different things. So like if there's a prop like this if there's a plant or like a gun or something you zoom in on the gun and it'll unlock something else, but you have to zoom in on the most salient thing in any clip.
1: And the boobs was. There. And the boobs are sometimes <laughs> right. the most salient okay, thing in the clip. Yeah.
0: So I remember just thinking this I, this must look so fucking cool, shifty. Me going through all of this weird booby footage on the plane. No, anyway, don't say that. I What's played called that. This thing? Immortality. immortality. I'm it's called I've immortality. It is it. genuinely held as like one of the greatest games ever made. Like it's a it's a big deal. It's what, by what a guy is called it? it's a guy called Sam Barlow who done it and he's did her story and he's done one of that and all his games tend to be full motion video games. With have actors and you have lots of footage in them but uh, I didn't
2: even know this thing existed
0: it's genuinely fascinating even if you don't well, like video don't games it, please even if you don't it. like video games I genuinely think people should download Immortality and play it. especially because if you've got Netflix it's free so, so you play it
2: on Netflix
0: no you play it on it's like a, it's a game it's an iOS game that you can. I think you can play it on Android as well but right. because Netflix have sort of have you know, you know Netflix have branched out into computer games did you know this? vaguely it's yeah. so the thing they do so what they've done is they've bought ownership of a load of games mm. and you can download them off the app store and you unlock them by just Logging into your Netflix account, okay. so it means you can play these games for free because you have Netflix. Oh, uh, well, I see. I have so to say, it's...
1: I'm a little bit intrigued by this. You but... should genuinely.
0: I think you and I do think it's not. You don't have to like games to do it. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. But it is a proper rabbit hole. Ten hours I spent ah. on this. Ten hours. Uh, so yeah, it's it's wild. So that was my whole flight there. So <laughs> long, long. story short is we've got to review the morning show on this week's Pilot Plus. I've watched none of it, so <laughs> I really need to get a, get a move on with that. But I have watched some things, and one of which is The Continental, which I have now watched. Obviously, my I can't talk about it, but I have mm. watched... The Speaking of Boyd yeah. you may or may not be watching this at yeah. some point, Boydy, yeah. but I have now watched The Continental. But what I did do while I was in America, I did take the opportunity while I was there, not running around my horror houses and being, you know, terrorised by clickers, was take the opportunity to watch your friend's show, Boydy, Class of 09. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which I really liked. Yeah, by Tom Rob Smith. I really liked it. Is he it. the
1: one who lives in your building? Yes.
0: They did use the time-honoured technique of showing different timelines with crazy haircuts. There's a lot of there's a lot of hair-based yeah. chronology in it. It's like, okay. oh, right, yep, your hair's like that, is it right? We must be in the future. And it takes place in sort of like around sort of like 2009, which is when they're in the FBI Academy. And then the sort of, uh, I think it's the present day pretty much, which is, you know, where a lot of the story takes up. And then it skips forward 10 years. Although they seem to have a very optimistic slash pessimistic idea of where our technology will be in 10 years. Where everyone's got like cybernetic arms and like eye implants and magic cards. And whatnot, um, but the whole thing is like a cautionary tale about you know hmm. right wing superstates and the rise of AI and technology, and it was quite chilling at times. Like as in, it was all too you know believable. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yes, I I thought I thought it was it was good. It's got um uh, Kate Mara in it. It's one of the main roles yeah. in it, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry is fantastic yes. in it. But yeah, I, I really liked it. So actually. you watched that in, in the hotel? I watched that in the hotel. Yes. I Let me ask you a question. So all these episodes of the morning show,
2: and um, what was the other thing you intended to watch? Uh, um, Continental. Continental. Well, had you pre-downloaded them to your no, the screen? Well, you can get Wi-Fi on the plane. So, uh, but there's the Wi-Fi. because so you going back well, to so my it depends train depends on wifi how much situation. you pay for
0: the Wi-Fi. You've got your bog standard, not very right. good Wi-Fi, and then you've got your beefed up. Oh my God, I need to take out a second mortgage <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah, uh, I've sometimes uh, even <laughs> used that. <laughs> Wi Fi and even that Wi Fi is. It's been, not
2: the best. I mean, streaming. it, was all, it was streaming all, is yeah.
0: demanding. Well, now things. you know why I spent 10 hours playing a video game.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, so I. No, but, but Class I-9 is decent. I've genuinely yeah. no idea when and if it's coming here.
2: Well, I, I, I told you last week, I asked Tom himself the writing. He has no idea either. Yeah,
0: but it's worth watching. Like, yeah. I, And again, it's a really interesting what format. What channel? Uh, well, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know where no, it's going to come no. over so, here. Yeah. That's the point. I think it'll be
2: Disney Plus. Yeah, because um, uh, if it follows the pattern of something else that recently was on Disney Plus. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> was a, thanks was for that
2: analysis, What
0: What channel was it on in America? Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. Oh, seven, but but so so you got the three timers What they do is they do very clearly hammer the past, present, future. So they don't bother with years. They go it'll be the past, the present, the future. They've got the haircuts, which obviously help with that. They do stray into the old, slightly ropey old age makeup and a little bit of grey streaks in the hair for the future bit. Um, but generally speaking, like, I think they they're quite. Uh, they're very clear on what era everything is, like, so you're never confused, which I thought was actually a nice trick to pull off. Oh, it's but, yeah. on
2: it's on Hulu, yeah. In Hulu, that was so it, yes. yeah. There are loads of Hulu. Most Hulu shows come to Disney Plus, I think.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. probably well at some point. It's just yeah. it's strange that it's waited so long, but yeah, that's uh, it's, it's quite a fun one. FBI action, anyway. So I watched that as well, and that's pretty much all I've been watching.
2: Very good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Oh. Good. Right. (laughs) What I've been watching slash playing, in fact, which is what that section was. Um, Okay. I feel
1: like that was a 10-hour explanation.
0: Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. Brutal. Sorry. Fine. Let's move on to this week's listener question. So this week's question comes from Steve, and it's, Hi, team. Question for the pod. As well as looking back to the best shows of 2023 so far, what shows are you most looking forward to for the rest of 2023? I'm taking the second part of that particular question. Uh, What are the shows you are looking forward to most for the rest of this year? You know, and beyond. Oh, beyond as well, we're doing. Oh,
1: beyond. I I just did this year.
0: That's fine. Well, you only have one show presumably anyway, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you want Go to? Kay, what is it? What is the
0: one show you're excited about?
1: Well, James, and as well you'd be excited. My answer and this is not to be provocative, it's just the truth. I'm oh very excited about the final season of Breeders.
0: No, I, well. I can't October. believe you Listen, dropped the b word. I, I
2: genuinely can't believe you dropped the b word. I don't word. care
1: because you absolute
2: know, maverick. We're going to need yeah. rules of engagement no. about whether yeah. or not we cover this on
1: the podcast. We absolutely <laughs> are going to cover it because it's a massive show, and
2: you may need to take a well timed holiday. I might need to take a holiday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you do you. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, no, genuinely, because I was looking through the the list of stuff that's coming out, and I, I genuinely like. I am really excited about that. It's the final season. Also, Bridgeton, but I don't know when the hell that's coming back. So, but yeah.
2: Breeders. <laughs> and literally, your one. So, you've gone for the one answer to the question. you yeah. is your one. The most controversial <laughs> it's not Even controversial. I am reeling. <laughs> it Even is not controversial.
1: Reeling. Everything's fine. <laughs> we can have group therapy afterwards. It's fine. Yeah.
2: yeah. That is amazing. Wow. Um, I wasn't expecting that answer, I have to say. You will be expecting my answer, which is that. Fraser. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no I'm, I'm looking forward for, to no the, the obvious one is uh, A Murder at the End of the World from yes. from yes. at Mangelich and Britt Molling creators of the OA which has been was originally going to go out um, like around a couple of weeks ago but was postponed till November it's now mm. coming out in November unless this fucking strike carries on for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Which it might. Which it might. Um, well, I've got a new story about that. Ooh. Um So it stars Emma Corrin as an amateur detective investigating a case involving a reclusive billionaire played by the great Clive Owen. And um, Emma was in uh, Empire recently. Indeed. In an excellent interview and photo shoot. Talking about this very show? Talking about this very show. Before the strike happened. Yes, before the strike she was, uh, Crucially. <laughs> they were allowed to do that. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. The new thing for the OA, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't that be? That the is thing exciting. That that you're excited about. Then, of course, the other thing that. People would expect me to say, and I'm going to say, "It's Doctor Who is back mm-hmm. in November.
0: It's the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, Kane, as I'm sure you know. I am more absolutely. excited about this than you know, I should be. Russell C because it's RTD, but also, also they got the they got the big Disney bucks in there, haven't they? Big Disney bucks. <laughs> so they're going to have Disney sets bucks. made of actual material instead of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Such well right. excited. <laughs> Such a I mean, Low as blow. any Whovian knows, it's been
2: absolutely fine <laughs> the effects for 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 years and years and years, but it will make a difference. I think. The, I think the he's difference.
1: lashing out after the brief. That's mentioned. it, that's <laughs> it. it Lutcher
2: yeah. in, in all directions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so we get three specials with David Tennant back as the Doctor and Catherine Tate alongside him as well all written by Russell T Davies
0: and am I right in saying Shooty Gat was in those as well
2: well n- no
0: okay. well that certainly has not been confirmed that was what, something I read on the internet yeah
2: what has been confirmed I mean from the trailer you think he probably is in some way what, because what has been confirmed is those three specials are followed by the Christmas special which is his first full episode right so you would think well he probably will appear I mean it might just be the last scene of the third special but he probably will appear in some way shape okay. or form yeah you'd think because he gets his own episode
0: they can't do anything straightforward it can't just be here's a series of TV it's no. like here's three yeah. one-off specials followed yeah. by a Christmas special which exactly. actually begins the series
2: exactly um, so that is incredibly exciting as you say um, you know above me on all, anything else just to have Russell T Davis new thing which yep. happens to be him going back to Doctor <laughs> Who which is brilliant and exciting then I'm going to quickly mention a couple of others Time the new series of Time which was the the, the BBC One prison drama is now about women prisoners played by this cast Jodie Whittaker and Bella Ramsey and Siobhan Finner from mm. Happy Valley the cast doesn't get much better than that there's Archie I'm looking forward to on ITVX slash ITV1 this is Jason Isaacs hello to Jason Isaacs that's Cary Grant and I think that's such brilliant casting mm-hmm. the legendary Hollywood star um, and that's written by Jeff Pope of Stan and Ollie fame who's the kind of specialist in writing this kind of thing about real people and Laura Aikman's in that as Diane Cannon his wife and Harriet Walters in it as his mother again fantastic cast I could go on there's, load, there's loads of brilliant stuff coming up two, two months for the year. and the one the, the, the um, project that I'm most excited about in the long term since you said and beyond is the um tv adaptation of Bret Easton The Shards, which is happening, and he's talked about it a little bit on his podcast, as as well as another thing I'm going to mention in the news, and um, I'm incredibly excited about it. I think Luca Guadagnino is involved. Mm. That hasn't been confirmed, I don't think, but that ma- the, if it, if he is, then him directing um, the Bret Easton novel The Shards, which is all about um, uh, teenagers growing up in the 80s in Hollywood, is just the perfect match.
0: So I hope it's true, and that project is the most exciting project coming up.
2: In the world of television.
0: Okay. James. Well, you've definitively answered the question, but <laughs> yeah, I will say that I'm I'm gonna tentatively, possibly, maybe suggest that Doctor Who becomes our spoiler chat subject. When it returns, oh, yeah. wow. I realise yeah. I am making a rod good, for my own back. Good idea. Here. I, yeah,
1: that's yeah. why. But
0: I'm I'm prepared to potentially take one for the team, or if, you know, fearing that I might just bail on it like I only heard murders in the building. But, no, we uh, <laughs> will not,
1: James. We've had a,
0: no no. We're I, in you know,
1: agreement, aren't we? We're in
0: agreement. Yeah, you're gonna force you're gonna force me. me. No, yes. I, I got I, that's my one my mm. one get out of jail mm. free card. I can't use another one. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, shows that I'm very excited about, uh, other than sex education, which is probably a little bit too close. Uh Gen V, the The Boys spin-off, yeah. which promises to be even more bloody, disgusting, upsetting than the actual boys. Uh, but pretty really excited about that. Uh Fall of the House of Usher, yes. Mike Flanagan's new show. Very excited yes. about that. Obviously, uh, Midnight Mass was amazing. Haunting of Hill House was amazing Haunting of Bly Valley less so Manor But Bly Valley where yeah. the hell is Bly Valley well, There probably is a Bly there Valley There probably is a Bly Valley Wales. Yes <laughs> The Haunting of Bly Manor which happens to be in Bly Valley probably uh, that was less good but then again yeah. wasn't the discussion that maybe he kind of checked out of that and was working on Midnight Mass and then Midnight Club yes. I kind of could take or leave as well Yes Have so. you
2: studied the credits for, like I have for the fall of the House of Usher. Because if you have, is there a note, secret message in there? No, no, no. All you'll note is that I don't th- I think he writes the first episode and the uh, last episode, but I don't think he's written the majority of the series. That's I'm pretty a shame. sure. That is, for me, the big mm, telltale Maybe sign. that is a warning sign. Because I don't think he wrote much of Blind Manor. No because I, I think it was busy but you know
0: we, we have, yeah no have we can't write mind. it off yep. just because it doesn't have maximum Flanagan yeah uh so yeah okay so that that one obviously the return of Loki I'm excited about Murder at the end of the world yes as well Scott Pilgrim takes off is one I'm still quite oh, excited yeah, about which is the is anime exciting. take on Scott pilgrim mm. which has the whole of the film's cast batches doing voice work so uh excited to see that on Netflix um have you, are you interested in so Lawmen is it lawmen bass Reeves the David O yellow Taylor Sheridan show which I think is connected to the Yellowstone universe mm. but he's like he plays the first black US marshal. Yes, I think you're right, yeah. 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 That that was an interesting
1: better. one. In news ages ago go
0: Kay, know, is very excited that Monarch Legacy of Monsters is coming soon. Couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be more excited to see Godzilla on the big screen. You're a big Godzilla fan there. Mm-hmm. I see you more of a like, mothra girl myself, but you know. I just,
1: I just, I don't know what you're talking about, but I presume yeah. it's an insult.
0: <laughs> I've just checked the full of the House of
2: Usher and in fact, Flanagan, this is officially, this is the, according okay. to Wikipedia, he's co-written one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, well, that bodes percent. quite well. So that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So I may, that feels so I, like, I wrote that back yeah. a bit because
0: that's that's a lot. That's quite a lot of Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Quite soon, October twelfth that arrives. Okay, yeah. excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Elspeth is coming? So this is, this is uh, Carrie Preston's character from The Good Wife Slashed A Good Fight, oh, Elspeth wow. Tassioni. Oh
1: my God, I love and her. And she has
0: her own spin-off show coming. I didn't even know this was a thing. No. Um, That's
1: a good shout.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I know Boyd didn't, but Kay, did you ever finish The Good Fight?
1: No, I didn't.
0: No, neither did I. I think that it got a bit it weird. It went a
1: bit Trumpy, too Trumpy and weird, and I was like, you know... I had a break from it. I meant to pick up
0: on it. Yeah. Because it was strange because it wasn't like Rose Leslie was kind of like the lead in the first season and she kind of got sidelined and then Christine Baranski kind of became the major character there. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I like you're, you're right, it got very Trumpy where she was seeing Trump everywhere, yeah. people in Trump masks. It was all a bit strange. I was like, do you know what? I don't need this much Trump in my life so I kind of stopped watching it. Yeah, having it.
1: it in real life and then seeing it on screen right? it was kind of like, come exactly on Exactly
0: that, too much Trump. So I never finished a good Fight. It was, was clever. Yeah, uh,
1: but- I'm excited for this uh, offshoot.
0: Elspeth which returns mm. um, and then obviously f- at some point I think this year oh in fact I know we're getting the Lazarus project that's coming back before yes. the end of this year that I'm psyched about it, it, absolutely that's very exciting there's a screening actually coming soon yeah. looking forward to that I may, I may we'll be, see if we can get Joe on the podcast yeah. <laughs> um, Slow Horses hopefully will return ah. and they owe me two seasons so frankly I want them back to back before the end of the year I'm pretty sure Slow Horses will be back before the end of the year oh look <laughs> 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 there we go, you I there. Say there we go. I say you've
2: got
1: a terrible poker face boy
2: <laughs> bye I am. I. I think I'm pretty sure it
0: will be back before the end of the year, <laughs> for no particular reason. It'd be like a. It'd be like a Christmas tree. Mm. I, again, I, you know. Yeah. Another Christmas present, which I'm reasonably fairly certain will be here before the end of the year, is the return of Jack Reacher. Yes. yes. Uh, which we're expecting season two of, and I'm yeah. very very excited about that. I love again. Like Jack Reacher was the perfect weekend binge-a-thon. Mm. It was so much fun just to rail through that of a weekend. So I'm yeah. looking forward to doing that. Yeah.
2: No, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. I think that pretty much covers off the rest of this year. Obviously, Dune the Sisterhood will not be arriving for a while yet, so we got some time. Um, What should we do now? Should we have a guest? Yes, let's. Let's have a guest. Uh, It's time for this week's guest. (laughs) <laughs> it's Emma Appleton, who is an actor you will know from her role as Renfri in the very first episode of The Witcher, which, sadly, we couldn't talk about due to the ongoing strike. But also, she played uh, Maggie in last year's Everything I Know About Love, not to mention Nancy Spongeon in Pistol. Uh, however, she's back on our screens this week in The Killing Kind on Paramount+, Plus, in which she plays a barrister whose former client, a man she cleared of stalking, and then proceeded to have an affair with, may or may not be trying to kill her. Here's me. Talking to Emma Appleton. Welcome to the show.
3: Thanks so
0: much. Uh, I will say, so I watched, well, binge-watched all of these over the last couple of days. So I say I say, all, oh, the first three. They gave me three. They're right. teasing the last three. <laughs> they wouldn't give me all of it just to torment me, I can only assume. Um, but it has quite the grabby opener, right? So it begins with you... Outside the BFI on the South Bank, which is an excellent location, incidentally, my local, uh, accusing Colin Morgan's character of trying to kill you in a fire, which I would say, in terms of sort of grabby openness, is, is a pretty good one. Was that kind of what jumped off the page when you read it? Was that sort of what drew you in?
3: So, originally, I mean, that's not the opening of the script. Mm. Uh, as I read it, I don't know if I'm. I meant to say that. There we go. Um, but that's the wonderful editing process um that happens, you know, when um Azara is kind of putting it all together and I guess wanting to have that grabby opener. Um, and it just then sets you off on this course of well, what's happened between these two people? I think you instantly want to know what's gone on between them. Why are they in this position? Like what fire are, has happened. like You've instantly got more questions than answers. And I think if that doesn't get you into a TV show, quite frankly, what will? hundred percent. But for me, reading it, I mean, it was just packed full of questions when I read the script for the first time. And it's so nice when you forget you're reading a script and it almost feels like you're reading a book and you just want the next episode. So yeah, it was kind of just, uh, it was just good writing.
0: But yeah, so I was like, this, this—it's very well told because it kind of—it's very judicious in how it doles out information. Because we don't know what happened in the fire, we don't quite know the history with John, and bit by bit, even you know, every episode we get a little bit more, a little bit more. Was that something again that came from the mm. editing process, or was that always there—that kind of piecemeal information?
3: That was always there in the script and in yeah. the writing, and I think it really sets this tone for. It could be, in the wrong hands, I think it could be quite melodramatic. And we don't have that. I think it has quite a consistent sense of uneasiness, and then you're getting drip-fed these bits of information and these bits of action that are happening. So it's kind of much more done with a scalpel rather than kind of
1: like
3: <laughs> <laughs> axe, as it were. Um, and I think it really sets the tone for kind of consistent uneasiness. And I think having that tone and having an audience along for the ride hopefully kind of like really translates
0: mm. no i think it does i, I think well also it also has that literary feel to it doesn't it this, i have a real thing for tv shows based on books because i think they retain some of that structure some of that which feels like i mean don't get me wrong very well adapted for television but i like that you can feel the sort of the book source in the show
3: mm. mm-hmm. well the, the world's already been created is it right you know jane casey's made these incredible characters really well um rounded characters you've already got that relationship between them and it's a gift when you then get to come in and go that's already there now what do we do with it how do we take it off the page and kind of put it into the real world how do we put it on the south bank um and that's just so yeah i
0: mean it's, the book's really popular i think i seem to call richard and judy raved about it uh when it came out really? yes. wow. <laughs> which is always a mark of a mark of quality but i mean is, but do you really? find like going back and reading the book which i'm assuming you did do you, i mean does that help is it distracting at all does it does it assist the process
3: so i read half the book um when i got the job and then i spoke to zara hayes who uh, had adapted it um And I went, the script's quite different. (laughs) I'm actually going to stop reading the book now because I didn't want to start conflating things that had happened in the book with things that weren't happening and that, you know, I just didn't want to confuse myself. already had enough lines to learn. And then I went back and finished the book after the filming process, which was quite a nice kind of contrast in ways to do it. Um, And they're both excellent stories in their own right. And they worked with Jane to really... Uh, Jane Casey, the author, to, you know, stay true to it and keep the integrity of the worlds and the characters, but also you need to try and adapt it Mm. for. TV, so I mean, yeah, it's a different there. media,
0: especially, and you need you need six kind of yeah. connected but almost self-contained chunks, which obviously books don't necessarily come with. So exactly, yeah.
3: exactly, they don't follow the Indeed. same rules. It's like different, different yeah, game, isn't yeah.
0: it? I remember uh, when you did Pistol and you played Nancy Spongey and You were talking about how you kind of got into the character, and like, it, I think you read the book, didn't you? That her her, her mother wrote, uh, and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. You I got think. under the skin of the character. I was wondering, like, how much of that carries over when you're doing something like this? Like, do you immerse yourself, embarrassed? The culture do you just sit down and watch a couple of series of this life like how does it work
3: um I guess it's it's different things for each thing I've done especially having no kind of like formal training or anything like that I don't really have like a kind of strict set of rules that I apply to each job and each kind of like process um I talk to some people that are barristers, which is very, very interesting. quickly learned that I could definitely not be a barrister. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, watched some thing, I watched some things that Zara recommended. Um, I started reading a few books. There's a book called The Secret Barrister, which ah, is yes, great, really, I really follow good. them on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Um, that was a really interesting insight into the legal world. But I much more came at it from having to be in Ingrid's head every day because she's in every scene, where has she got, why is she at this point? Why does she have these relationships with people? Why does she want to become a barrister? Like where does it all come from? So I kind of want you to go back even further from when she was being a barrister because there's always a reason why people do the things they do and behave the way they are and why they're at this point in life. Um. So I kind of just came at it from that kind of point of view, really. Because in some ways, being a barrister,
0: I guess, more than being just a straight-up solicitor, has a lot in common with acting. There's a scene in this where you're schooling one of the pupils on, your watch is too expensive, you know, lose the bracelet, like, Mm -hmm. shave for God's sake, you know, because it's a performance, right? They're putting on an act for the jury and the judge.
3: Yeah, and they're quite theatrical in court as well, which I've seen, which was really fun to do as well, and they're kind of like line questioning and, the kind of the cadence and the speech patterns that they use as well. It's all so considered and well put together. Um, so it did lend itself to acting slightly. Yeah, you've got that performance yeah. aspect.
0: And and I mean, I, I could never be a barrister either, but I think for one main reason, which is like, and you, there's a line in this where you're talking to the police officer and you're saying, you know, you it was your job and your responsibility to give John Webster as robust a defence as possible. And obviously that's what our whole legal system is essentially built around. And it's something that Ingrid kind of mm. has to believe to do that job. But I just wonder how that kind of sits with you, because I've always wondered how people managed to do that, to kind of carve off that part of themselves And just be impartial
3: it's a really good question because i had to think about this a lot playing ingrid because as me i was disagreeing with the things she was doing so i was like how do i kind of find a way to relate to her and understand why she's doing what she's doing and how she can do this because i don't necessarily have to agree with what she's doing but i need to understand it um and i realized she must be really good at decompartmentalizing and also there is a rule of, you know, law that has worked for X amount of time um, and that is just the rules that you follow and this is the structure and this is what works. As we kind of go through, we see maybe that doesn't necessarily work as well as it should, which I think is where it kind of, you know... We end up seeing where the series yeah. goes.
0: It's funny actually because I uh, I have a friend who's a barrister. I remember asking her this question once, and she uh, she was like, uh, it, was, it was about uh, defending. You know, do you only like to defend innocent people? And she was like, she was horrified by the idea of it. She's like, can you imagine mm. only defending innocent people? How stressful that would be. How stressful it would be if yeah. you ever lost. And she's like, defending guilty people is yeah. brilliant because if you lose, you just go down the pub. It's fine. I was like, fair <laughs> enough.
3: <laughs> That's always the answer. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, you talked a little bit, obviously, about partitioning there. And and I wonder, this is something that interests me because, you know, as a writer, sometimes when I get an assignment, I go very deep down the rabbit hole. And mm. I wonder, like, do you find it easy to walk away from the set at the end of the day and leave your characters behind? Because a character and a plot like this is quite a weighty one to carry around with
3: Oh, you. it is, yeah. Turns out doing a psychological thriller. <laughs> it's quite intense. <laughs> Um, which I learned over the course of four months. And like I said, we follow Ingrid, which means she's in every scene. You're seeing it from her perspective. The audience are with her. Hopefully they're kind of feeling what she's feeling. Um, And as much as I'm not a method actor, um, I do like to leave it at the door and go home and be myself. When you're doing that, 12 hours a day, five days a week for four months. You can't help but kind of take it home with you sometimes. And I think it's more, if you're doing scenes where you're paranoid, you're nervous, you're scared, you're tricking your brain into thinking you're paranoid, you're nervous, you're scared. So you're still having those kind of chemical reactions. And it's it's quite intense after a while. Uh, But then you just find ways of kind of like coping. So if you've been stressed paranoid nervous i go home and watch a really funny tv show <laughs> so like i need the opposite chemical reaction now um but yeah it was it was intense but again like i do it a thousand yeah. times over i mean obviously
0: ingrid <laughs> just takes it out on the heavy bag right cuz you do a fair bit of boxing actually in this cuz she goes to the gym I a do lot do you box
3: boxing. it was- well, I've, I've done a bit of boxing now. Actually, Elliot barnes who plays Mark Net, has now become kind of like my <laughs> boxing partner, uh, which is <laughs> amazing um, and really, really fun. And obviously, we've kept in touch. But um, yeah, when I read the script, I was like, "Oh, she's a boxer, okay? Like, how good boxing is she?" <laughs> it's like when you go to a casting and they say, "So you can box right?" and you go, "Yes." <laughs> Absolutely. I can. How good
0: is your editor? Just asking for a friend.
3: <laughs> how, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how long have we got to change? Um, but we did We did kind of like two days of boxing, and I, like, I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. And luckily we just needed enough to look like she's done a bit of boxing yeah. before, not that she's going to be the next kind of you know middleweight champion
0: but obviously boxing this but there's also and i always say so there's a karaoke scene in in the killing kind in there and i always think like karaoke is one of these things that for some people it's joy for some people it's kryptonite now there's a very rousing rendition of addicted to love you do dodge a bullet and don't have to pick up the mic was there ever a danger mm-hmm. that you were going to have to get actually involved in that scene on the mic yes
3: there was very much <laughs> danger in one of these in one of the drafts it was um i think they were singing it together and then we got to the day of shooting and sarah wonderful um sarah who plays belinda went right let's get up on stage she went oh no 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 it's been written i'm not doing it she went you're leaving me <laughs> you're abandoning me i said sorry i'll be over there um so there was that danger and then this is not a spoiler, um, there's a point in the script where it was again talked about, uh, Ingrid starts to sing. And I went, so what <laughs> are we singing? I need to go get like a singing coach or I need to practice this song or get some or like, auto-tune. Um, and again, it kind of-
0: just it, it, not went well. <laughs> it went away.
3: It went away. So karaoke is not <laughs> your bag, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. assuming. Um, do you know what, in my own time, it absolutely is um if i'm at a party or you know down the pub um i love a bit of karaoke. Yeah,
0: just not on a streaming service to millions of people that's kind of where you draw the line
3: i mean oh, i do it but um <laughs> do my own stance do my own karaoke um yeah it depends, depends yeah, on the song fair
0: enough fair enough <laughs> Uh, One thing I also did want to ask you about is uh, Everything I Know About Love, which was a brilliant show from last year, which I thought was fantastic. I just I love the the sense of time, the sense of place, that very sort of 2012 feeling that it had and that the characters were sort of so real and relatable and the female friendships in it, which was, you know, the beating heart of that show. And it felt like a show that had legs. I know Dolly has talked about possibly doing more of it. Is that a character you think you'll ever end up returning to?
3: I don't know. I mean, I loved Maggie and also I got to work so closely with Dolly um, and everyone on that show. Like, I have so much love in my heart for Maggie. It's probably the, the character I felt closest to. Um And, I mean, I was that age in 2012 and, like, I kind of lived a lot of that life. So, you know, never say never, but there's also so many more characters out there to explore which is always really exciting and i haven't expected any of the ones that have come my way so i kind of never know what's going to happen next
0: no fair enough well i hope to see more of it as i say it was a it was a great she had a good good year last year pistol everything i know about love great stuff
3: no hope to see more
0: of it well thank you very much for your time it is very much appreciated
3: oh it was a pleasure thank you so much james
0: that was emma appleton time now for this week's news. And, Boyd, you said you had some news yes. for us. What is that news?
3: Well, in, I often
2: mention the Bracelets podcast, because um, it's one of my favourites, um, outside of the Bao family of podcasts, obviously. Um, but in this week's episode that went out um, uh, on Wednesday this week, and he, he only calls it a few days in advance, he basically said that he'd heard from people in the industry, cause obviously he is... His main job now, apart from writing, he writes one novel every, like, ten years, pretty much, including the shards that I mentioned just now, is he writes a lot of TV Stuff and you know, kind of get try to get various projects started. He, he and he he'd said that he'd heard that the writer's strike, at least, was going to be resolved fairly soon. Yes, yeah,
1: that is exciting news. Yeah,
2: it's exciting news. So, so not the actor strike. He wasn't- he'd heard a rumor. He'd heard a rumor. Well, he said rumors well were rife. Okay, he said rumors were rife in Hollywood in, among writers that it was going to be resolved, and the talks are ongoing, and the talks are further down the line than they've pub- publicly said, but they don't want to jinx it by going public and saying, "Yeah, we're kind of getting near to the to the solving this resolution." So, yeah, I was excited about that, and that i will just passing it on in case I'm the only person in the world listens to, because he's on Patreon. You have to pay for it.
0: Oh,
1: we're, right. we're not all as bougie as
0: Ian, no. you know. um, so there was that yeah. oh god yeah. I hope it does yeah and you got to feel like if that gets resolved then the SAG You'd one think. will hopefully get resolved either similarly or soon afterwards
2: yeah exactly
0: yeah exactly well let's hope yeah okay good news that uh, you know like how we like to wheel out a little bit of friends news wherever possible Ooh. because like you know it's current and everything you see the friends <laughs> director James Burrows announced to the world that Helena Baxendale's character Emily uh, was written out because she wasn't very funny <laughs> yeah I mean
1: she was one of the worst characters I and mean, had yeah. no chemistry with Ross yeah. no, it was just like it, she was dreadful a bad cast.
0: Yeah. I mean she's great but you know like not really yeah, because right I mean this. like she was funny in, in, uh, in Cold feet right mm. although they did also kill her spoiler for gold feet um, Adam uh, yes <laughs> the thing is
2: actually I didn't an <laughs> impersonation of
0: Adam wow. yeah that was, that's me doing a... incredible but know, is that it sense. that the
1: script wasn't funny enough for her like her character was it that she saying her performance wasn't funny
0: I don't know. It it says here, he said, all right, fine, here's the quote. The quote, she was nice, but not particularly funny. Schwimmer had no one to bounce off. It was like clapping with one hand in sitcoms and any type of romantic comedy. The funny is just as important as the chemistry. We discovered that any new girlfriend for Ross needed to be as funny as Rachel.
2: Mm. Yeah, it was I in the agree. writing of her character and also there was a difference in um, I think in performance style between her, you know, she was like a you know, an actress. Cold Feet was actual. like a comedy drama, you know, whereas yeah. an out and out sitcom, American sitcom she just didn't have that Kind of um, approach to the performance, I think it felt a bit out of place.
1: It, do you know? Also, it le- um, lent so heavily into the cultural clash stuff that it just made it.
0: I found that less excruciating funny. Yeah. when they all come to London. I hated oh, it. God, it was terrible. Yeah.
1: No, but even before then, you know, the whole like the difference between the British and the Americans. It was like. Mm. Yeah. wasn't very yeah. amusing there was
2: also the story recently did we mention the story about the the, the jokes the friends jokes that the, the one of someone said how the 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 actors were deliberately um not not do certain jokes properly. Right. Oh yeah, they, they because they didn't they like didn't the jokes. Like, they, they didn't like the jokes. Yeah, they yeah. deliberately like yeah. fuck
0: up the delivery yeah, of them.
2: That was last week's friends oh news God, story what? so I don't think we covered No, yeah. I did
0: see that. No, I wanted
2: who, who said that? I, uh, I think that. it was
0: one of the writers, wasn't it? Was it was saying yeah. that they would if they didn't like a joke, they yes. would deliberately fuck yeah, yeah, up the yeah, delivery. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, but then so, it's like so did they really or that they
1: got cut
0: out? Well, said that so that they got cut out, yeah, cuz it just wasn't funny and they would deliberately make it not funny. Now, I'm
1: not sure how I feel about that.
0: Well, I'm not sure whether I mean, is that 100% true or is that just this person's It
1: feels
2: like it
0: might be. Maybe, or is that this person's it's just perception. I don't know. Yeah, good question. Um, French, I'm just finding it
2: now. Patty Lynn. Yeah, French writer Patty Lynn says that um, uh, the actors weren't always trying to the best to be funny. She worked on season seven of Friends. Well, not a lot of the jokes were funny then anyway. So. Yeah, right, there you go. And she's claimed in a memoir that the cast stopped enjoying being part of the show by then and they deliberately Ooh. ruined jokes so they had to be rewritten. I mean, you could see it. I, I can see. You that. think
0: yeah, deliberately that.
2: ruining jokes? If, if there's a sense of you know kind of
0: yeah, I'm, I'm I can try, see you it, know
2: a too. sense of kind of dissatisfaction generally, and they're getting substandard what they consider to be
0: substandard, scripts and, and weren't else? as good as the heyday of the show, mm. then I can see them.
1: And how else could yeah. they protest? I mean, it wasn't like they were. They were
0: I mean, they had a decent amount they were of reaping clout. In a lot I'm of fairly money, certain so. if they didn't want to do a joke, they could have just said, "I'm not doing this." And no one would have been able to say anything. I know,
1: probably, but it's that passag yeah. thing, right? So let's, let's, no, we won't say
0: it, we'll just fuck up the joke. I mean, for conceivably, yeah, I mean, and look, I'm just, I know absolutely nothing, I'm just spitballing, but I do wonder, because they used to collectively negotiate that mm-hmm. I feel like they'd have all backed each other up. Yeah. And if someone said, no, this joke is going, they probably could yeah, have but just for cut each the joke, joke.
1: It's a bit tiresome. Yeah, we're well gonna just... cut
0: all of the, then like the episode's three minutes and I
1: did this for this podcast. Yeah.
0: Anytime I wasn't funny, you'd just fuck it up.
1: But any puns, yeah.
0: It's tempting, yeah. <laughs> Go on, do it. Stage Going forward, we're just like yeah. Stonewall.
1: We won't mm. smile or laugh. Too. Stage
0: yeah. a PASAG protest. Yeah,
1: It's good. The I very like best it. kind of protest.
0: Uh, what else has happened? How I Met Your Father is cancelled. Mm. We'll never know. <laughs> I don't know if any of you ever watched it, but Hulu has cancelled How I Met Your Father. Ill-fated spin-off to How I Met Your Mother.
2: Yeah, it's a shame. It's a, it's a, it's
0: a, it's is it? No. No. Uh, <laughs> and obviously some Disney stuff moved didn't it so Disney have been reshuffling their Slate Echo has been punted to next year Uh, I think What If has been punted X-Men 97 has been punted Loki has stayed in uh, its next play. Agatha Cuff and the Chaos has gone back as well Uh, a lot of this is strike related but actually it's not a bad thing either because I do think Disney have too much uh, of this stuff on their slate and it's a good idea to spread out some more of the Marvel uh, material that they've got Uh, anything else you'd like to share Talking of um, breeders,
1: <laughs> hey. oh god, come on, Boyd! eh?
2: no, no, this is fine. But talking of breeders, this, I was going to mention the story. I've seen
1: I, Boyd look so nervous. By I was going to anyway.
2: introduce it by saying, you know, the star of James's favourite show, Breeders. But you've already brought it
0: up. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, yeah. yeah. Okay. we're in a safe
1: space no we're not anyway, we
0: are... as history has proven this yes, is not a safe space when it comes to I'm breeders I'm here now
1: and I'm here to smooth everything over well,
0: it's fine it's
2: fine because all, all that it is is Daisy Haggard the great Daisy Haggard from breeders and back to life mm-hmm. fame is, is the start of a new six part thriller called Boat Story along with Patterson Joseph and What's it about? who's Baptiste in Baptiste and the Missing mm-hmm. Joanna Scanlon's in it what an incredible brilliant cast Craig Fairbrass Phil Daniels is in it and it's written by Harry and Jack Williams the oh, Williams cool. Brothers, Harry and Jack, of Two Brothers Pictures fame. And um, it's about a Janet, Daisy Haggard, and Samuel, Patton Joseph clutch onto a hall of illegal drugs found on a show-brick, show
1: show
0: I do love a show-brick.
2: Show-brick.
1: <laughs> I thought you were say showboat. show Shipwrecked
2: boat. The pair can't believe their luck as they agree to sell it and split the cash. But on their tail is a gangster known as the Tailor, played by Chucky kario of... Uh, of um Baptiste Fame. So yeah, it's like a crime thrillery type. Mm, of sounds thing. Sounds good. But I like the idea of Daisy Haggard as the lead in a non comedy yep. show. Although obviously for James Breeders <laughs> is not a comedy. <laughs> it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, all that good. is that is coming up on the BBC. Um, yes. So new projects are still being announced, even though this effing I mean, that's obviously British. Show, yeah. Even though this effing strike is still ongoing, there was another. There's a. There's another show now. It's by Chris O'Dowd. do you see this one? Mm-mm. Chris O'Dowd is creating cause I wonder what happened to Chris O'Dowd because he hasn't been in that much recently. I'm right in thinking. Have you? Can you well,
0: think the you last know? thing I remember was the the big door prize, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. that's um, right. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. He was the leader. I like that. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. It was fine. Did you finish it?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't no,
0: finish it. <laughs> okay, really enjoyed the first episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's novel.
0: I, I must admit, I didn't find it very funny.
2: But then that's just me. But, I it. mean, yeah. that's like saying... It wasn't that funny, I think. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris O'Dell has created and will direct a six-part dramatic comedy tell- telling the story of the effect on a small Irish village when a Hollywood production be- begins shooting on its doorstep, which is a good idea. And Christina Hendricks is on it, is in it, is on it, is in it, of Mad Men, the brilliant Mad Men fame. Paddy Considine... Of House of the Dragon, et cetera, Fame is not it, brilliant and everything. So yeah, that is a it's a Sky production, a Sky Studios production, and Sky's emphasised that all the cast agreements comply with SAG-AFTRA rules in light of the ongoing actor strike. Everyone,
1: yeah,
2: there you go. Anyone who's Sky?
1: Um, well, I couldn't find that much, but I did see that Kevin Costner um, has gone on the record about you know he's in a dispute with uh, Yellowstone. Oh, he is he? That? Yes, um, and the he, National Park, or yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Because, and he sort of testified during his divorce hearing on Friday, and it came up that um, he's. It was going into all his finances basically from Paramount and uh, he he apparently said that it's claimed he's owed $12 million for the not yet filmed second half of season five and um, Paramount have apparently allegedly walked away from negotiations. So he Mm -hmm. said it's a little disappointing that that it's the number one show on television and I'm not participating. So yeah, that's a bit of news for anyone who likes Yellowstone.
2: That is interesting. I, th- I thought we said last season anyway, wasn't it? I think. But was
1: that because of the money break? The money maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's paper.
0: right. Because I thought he just got bored and left. But right. maybe. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who can say? And who wants to speculate and risk being sued by Kevin Costner?
1: Absolutely Godfrey? not. No. Like I mean, I think the
0: it. likelihood is, you know, there's like legal, you know, it's like, how likely are they to sue you? Is one <laughs> you say
1: Look, that, he might be a of I know, I mean,
0: for a fact, not a fact, that Kevin subscribes to Pilot Plus and therefore listens every week. <laughs>
1: All I would say is, there was a review from him on the uh, air. <laughs> That's the right, he left a five-star, five-star
0: review, <laughs> Kev a five-star review, and said, "K, stop being mean to James. That's 100% what happens. Yeah, yeah. 100% what happened. I take
1: it back about the bad puns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of bad puns, it's time for this week's reviews. Uh, And first up this week, we have Wilderness on Prime Video, which is based on the novel of the same name by B.E. Jones. And this one stars Jenna Coleman as a woman who discovers her husband, played with excellent bellendry by Oliver Jackson-Cohen, is having an affair and decides to do something about it. Boydie, is Wilderness an affair to remember? Yes, it is. (laughs)
2: Thanks, that's my review. (laughs) Uh, Goodbye, it's been nice uh, knowing you. This is uh, based on a 2017 novel written by B.E. Jones and it's been adapted by Marnie Dickens who is, I consider... I think I consider you consider you considering. I believe she her to be an excellent writer. Marnie Dickens also wrote Thirteen, which was the BBC Three drama, which um uh which was excellent and starred Jodie Comer as the woman who'd been held captive in a cellar for thirteen years. And was Jodie Comer's break really? It was her big break. It was fantastic. That was a few years ago. And she did Gold Digger in twenty nineteen, which was the one where Julia Ormond was a woman who fell in love with a man half her age, and was trying to work out whether he was a gold digger or not. Oh, remember. God, yes yes, 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 yes. And that was Bin Bonds. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what I like about um, her stuff is she's an absolutely, a completely no-holds-barred, going-for-broke kind of writer where she will go way over the top <laughs> yeah. and loves it. And I And I completely respect and like that kind of approach to to TV writing we we're talking I think we were talking about last week about you know how elevated certain things are oh yeah we we're talking about um the killing kind yes mm. that's exactly and what how, i've written down killing ah, yes so for me this is it this is what the streamer should be doing because you i can't imagine this particularly on bbc BBC one primetime or itv even, or even it's got its own crazy bonkers tone to it which is absolutely cuckoo bong mm-hmm. um and all the other ones what's the other one
1: banana crackers banana crackers Oh Wackadu.
2: I'm saying <laughs> wackadoo is is, is much better. <laughs> uh, it's wackadoo as well. Um,
0: the one that is apparently mine but I've never heard yeah, of. Yeah, yes, the, one
2: right. the one that's completely yours. Um apparently. Um so I think it, so, the, so the tone of it is key the, in the actual story this isn't a spoiler because it starts off showing you Jenna Coleman and her husband played by um, the
0: absolutely brilliant Oliver Jackson Cohen and could we just stay, man, we we talked about this I yeah. can't even remember if it was on the regular on Pilot Plus we were talking about people who give good bellend yes he mm. gives spectacular oh bellend oh he's bellend. so good he yeah. was but,
1: also in um,
2: Surface yes yeah, I mentioned him doing the same thing in Surface because Surface relied on to a lot of the whole dramatic tension was is he a real bellend or not isn't he a real bellend and yeah anyway, <laughs> spoiler alert so he gives brilliant bellend he as it's established right from the off he's had an affair with his colleague he is they've got his they live in this lavish New York apartment because of his work she can't work because of visa issues yeah so she has to take herself other ways but she finds out that he's having an affair with his co-worker um first of all through the through the text message and you know, how many you know relationships have been ruined in this day and age by a text message um mm. snooping uh, it's all part of that and, and then he kind of they're, they're travelling around America in a in a kind of nice blue Mustang and that's the kind of that's where it starts and then it kind of backtracks to show you the backstory of how earlier. they got nine months earlier in classic pink TV style huh. but I don't hold it in some cases like this one that storytelling totally makes sense I think to show you to, to plunge you into the initial setting and then take you back I think works really well in this particular yeah. case there's a big big screen presence for a CGI black widow. Yeah, there is some CGI black weather, you're right. But great use of the huge landscapes mm. of the American West to go to the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. And as someone who has done a road trip across America, including to the Grand Canyon, which I was barely awake for because they didn't really wake me up properly. <laughs> um, I can totally... One of the I, wonders of the world yeah, and boy was asleep. Exactly. Oh, I can totally no. identify with her. She's got this um, obsession with doing this road trip, but they couldn't do it initially. So when, he, when she catches him and he admits that he's having this affair, he agrees to go on this dream road trip Hers, almost as a kind of like sop to her to kind of like make her feel better or his way of apologising for having betrayed her that's the kind of starting off point and the other thing is she, she's obviously going to have wreak her revenge one way shape or another which again is the premise of the whole show yeah. is that, that you know it's no it's no, it's no, no accident that the poster campaign for this show is them standing on the edge of a cliff <laughs> of the Grand Canyon, her standing behind him literally about to push him <laughs> off the edge so that's pretty much established but what I love about it is I watched the first episode and this, I'm really enjoying this and the second episode gets really Cuckoo bong.
1: Bonkers. Oh really?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because then other characters come in. You see other characters come into the into the first episode, but then it all really takes off with the madness yeah. and uh, plotting and scheming. It's just great fun. Um, looks great, as like I say, great use of the American landscape brilliantly cast Jenna Coleman I, said, um, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago her post Doctor choices have been fantastic I think mm. she's done a lot of very very well made kind of really well written kind of psychological thriller things of this of which this is mm. one and as we've said Oliver Jackson cohen is just fantastic she is inexplicably Welsh in this well, yes but she, well but you you see her mother um, there, there are kind of scenes where she's talking to her mum who's very angry oh, no, back you can, home you, you can trace Wales. the
1: roots of it but yeah. I don't know so, why she's
2: Welsh yeah. I mean
0: they're a British couple which is fine it's no, not no, a problem that she's Welsh it's just she's from Blackpool is the only reason I mentioned. oh it. I see what
2: you mean <laughs> uh, like, is she oh, okay. yes
0: Oh, no, no I, I forgot about that. Is she
2: trying to do the accent? Or she just doesn't. No,
0: her accent is fine. She's doing she does, a Welsh, yeah, accent, a Welsh and accent, and she's doing it very well. Oh, okay. Very Welsh, so, in it fact. It was
1: so good. Boyd's managed to blank it out.
0: No, oh, I have to blank yeah. it out. No, yeah, it's good. It was a good Welsh accent. I just wasn't sure if there was any particular reason creatively why she was Welsh.
2: Mm, yes, yeah, good point. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> <laughs> accent. Discussion.
1: It's good to have more Welsh characters on TV. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but accents.
0: yeah, I, bottom line, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoying it. Okay. According to, and I've just Googled this, Hmm. she is of English, Scottish, Welsh, and Irish ancestry, which frankly doesn't narrow this down very much
2: well I was going to say I thought she was Welsh so that's why part of the reason why I didn't understand why you were so well no, she's from a... Blackpool like she grew up in
0: Blackpool so that's why not why are you obsessed with her I didn't know no because I, I, was, I, 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 that, no, I googled it, it when I was watching why it because I was thinking like... when I was watching the show I was like I don't think she's Welsh yeah
1: she's not so Welsh. I looked
0: up to see if she was Welsh she is not Welsh she's from now Blackpool and fixated
1: on Blackpool <laughs> and now I'm fixated <laughs> on the
0: fact that she's very Welsh in the show and yet is not in fact actually Welsh people cannot act from different
1: places they're not from guys
0: It's true. The
1: memo now from but the it's, it's a valid point
2: because I actually thought she was Welsh so she had Welsh roots so I didn't know about this whole Blackpool thing so now I want to find oh, out God. from the press Okay, right well exactly I'm going to why... give you my
1: opinion while you're both googling uh, Jenna Coleman's yeah, uh, origins <laughs> I Absolutely agree with you. I just thought it was so entertaining and like mad and messed up and it really, you know, the killing kind that we talked about last week, that kind of pulpy, like occasionally unrealistic, but just thoroughly entertaining thrill ride. I thought it was, you know, really fun. Um, I like how it starts off and it begins with this like really profound proclamation Finally, I can be me. And instantly, you're like, okay, it's a bad omen. There's a lot of foreboding because, first of all, we all know we can never be ourselves. Joke, but also, it turns out she's completely lost. You know, she comes across as very, very deranged instantly. But you see that she's been driven to these extreme measures by her absolute cock of a husband. Oh my
0: god, such oh a cock! Oh my cop. god,
1: can like we won't? I won't give away too much, but there is a he does a speech at some point, and in it, you're just like, you are gaslighting. Bastard. And what I, the only thing I would say about my notes for this is that I don't think, I think they should explore a bit more of like the redeeming features he has because otherwise, why would she? I mean, like, he's good, he's easy on the eye, of course, but like, why is she with him if he's such a like, abs, swat?
2: He
0: has abs. Yeah, he's very handsome, isn't he? He's very handsome. And yeah, she
1: obviously wants to be loved, but I mean, I don't well, know. The it thing just...
0: is, obviously, she dis- she discovers these sexy sex on his phone. She unlocks his phone, has like a look at his phone, and then he does the whole thing. I can't believe you've been looking through my yeah. phone. It's like, yes, that's what you're going with.
3: Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're um... on really shaking. And the way he tries to get out of it, like with the worst, the worst on, sort of seat of your pants lying you've ever heard in your life is quite extraordinary.
1: I suppose the other thing is like, I've just sort of answered my own question about like, <laughs> they should explore more, you know, Why she fell in love with him, but we actually get to see, and I think it's quite clever, the relationship, the emotionally intense relationship and unhealthy relationship she has with her mother. Yeah, and suddenly you know that yeah yeah because
2: the mum's got got relationship issues as well, hasn't she? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's like history repeating. The
0: Welsh mother, yes, the the very (laughs) Welsh mother.
1: (laughs) Um, But because we know that she's going to sit, you know seek revenge mm. and we know it's a series so we know that he doesn't die I mean the tension's lost because you know he's not going to die in the first episode but... well you don't
0: actually because it hops around chronologically so you know maybe she kills him and then it keeps flashing yeah. back or maybe she mm. goes on trial we don't know yeah good point actually yeah. that's a good point he may I not last be beyond episode two no who knows
1: let's hope so though yeah let's so, hope know. so hello
0: um, I um, will say though I will say there was a comment I had a lot of sympathy for her right up until I saw the point that she had him in her phone uh, so her oh, name is God, Will my my Will my Will I Set I was like, oh no, 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 I'm sorry, James, you've I'm lost with you. me. Like, my wealth.
1: Get no, to fuck. No, yeah, to fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely true. not. It's wow. true.
0: That was just proper voluntary. I, I, I
1: actually rewound it because I thought, no, if I imagined that. I you like, threw you up know. in your
0: mouth a bit, didn't you? You <laughs> yeah, did.
1: <laughs> I, I did a sick at my mouth and I was like, no.
0: My will. Um, oh, no. good God. Um, And her, her, her very passag Welsh mother I thought was hilarious. So yeah. Yeah. She has Especially with during the speech.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, just, I mean, obviously, this is very superficial, but she had a fantastic wardrobe, a fantastic holiday wardrobe. Mm. Although, I have to say, she, I mean, God, who dresses up like that for a holiday it makes me feel bad about myself
0: I I had a question about her wardrobe so at one point she wears an Oxford University RFC hoodie yes and I was like oh so they're trying to show you that she went to Oxford so yeah, she's actually very smart so she can't work but she's clearly very bright and stuff but then it's an RFC hoodie and I was thinking do they have girls rugby at
1: Okay, but it might Oxford. be from maybe, oh, maybe. So then his I was thinking, that's hoodie. what I was thinking. So i think
0: she's, even though he shagged, or what he's been um. shagging around, she's wearing his hoodie. Oh, yeah. Around the house. I assume she's wearing his hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd have burned it. such a
1: bastard. Yeah. What a twat. I can't wait to
0: watch more, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to see him get killed. Yeah. Like the CGI spider. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Claire Rush, but we should say, plays the mum very well, who's brilliant in everything. Very well plays. or very Welsh? Very well and very Welsh.
1: God. Okay, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm forbidding both of you to be using the word Wales, Welsh, anything now.
0: <laughs> See, I, d- I think I deserve a certain amount of props for not in any way attempting to do a Welsh accent on this podcast, no, mainly because... because I know that I'd be in very dodgy territory yes. and wouldn't be able to pull it off. No. no,
1: and also we want to encourage listeners to keep listening That's and people, yeah. new listeners to listen, not be offended. So you yeah. want
2: props for not being a total dickhead? <laughs> I mean, that's not how I'd have worded it, but <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: That's what he constantly wants. He constantly wants a pat on the head for not being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to encourage True. it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Pointy. so, 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 Wilderness. When when, when, and where can we find it? Prime Video, Friday. Prime Video on Friday. Yes, enjoyed this one a lot. A
2: lot of fun. I think I might have said it was on Paramount Plus in the middle of the review. Oh, did well. you? I might have done. Okay. Um, maybe I'm fa-
0: maybe I'm making that Fine. up. Fine. It is not a a on Paramount Plus. It is Prime. 100% on Video. Prime, Prime Video. video. <laughs> Next this week... We have Domina, which is the return of Disney Plus's Roman melodrama, uh, as Casey Smutniak's Livia Drusilla continues to pull the levers of power, uh, as Augustus Caesar, her husband, struggles with a famine and his son's rampant shagging. Kay, Mm -hmm. as this podcast, Domina, (laughs) did you have an august viewing experience (laughs) with this? What? He is
1: very happy about that one. (laughs) Not really. I I
0: came up with that very quickly. Um,
1: Um... Right, so this was... I have not it won't surprise you haven't seen the first series this was a lot swearier more violent and funnier right? than I'd ever did they f- save yeah.
0: did they drop that many F-bombs in ancient Rome it that's is, what I want to know I hope so yes, because it's historically it's, accurate <laughs> 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 it
1: is super sweary which what is I the enjoyed? Latin
0: for get fucked I'm not sure <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> fuckius obvious um, well, I think
0: the very first line of dialogue is fucked. yeah 100% yeah. and then they keep right. dropping it like. I was yeah. like yeah, I know yeah. literally the first thing I wrote was good god this show is sweary <laughs> yes yeah, super
1: effing a lot of effing and jeffy so I was quite taken aback by that but I enjoyed I obviously enjoyed that element because as you know I've got a bit of a potty mouth Um, and um, (laughs) and in the first I don't know it was just funny than I thought like there's a punch up in a whorehouse and um, and Olivia's wi- Livia, sorry, is wildly and weirdly obsessed with having a bath, which I just I really like that for some reason. I mean, like, fair
2: enough. They've been on the on the road for I a know, long time. I know, but
1: like literally she's having a punch yeah. up and then she's like, Right, let me have that bath. I'm like, Okay. Which just does let lead it go. to her being
2: kidnapped by um slavery yeah. people. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a mistake. It is bonkers. it is
1: a lot. You know, it's bonkers. And if you haven't seen the first series, I mean, I feel like you need to be issued with a family tree because it's so hard to keep up with who the hell's who. But I just, I, for some reason, I just really enjoyed it and found it very engaging. I mean, there is a lot going on and kind of like a lot and also nothing going on. So it's all about, you know, generally people sleeping with people who they shouldn't be um, and like, you know, threatening delicate power balances and also going on talking a lot about grain (laughs) and (laughs) and grain being there's a lot of grain chat there's a lot of grain chat grain that's been um stolen hidden um and yeah people are going to die for it but yeah i just found it funnier than i thought it'd be and there's one graphic scene in particular which i won't give away where some like someone is brutally killed and the victim's response is it hurts. And I thought that was very amusing. Because yeah. that is that is the truth of it. It probably
2: did hurt. It probably did hurt. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the size of that weapon is definitely going to hurt. Steady. Yeah, yeah. It's not that kind of Rome show. <laughs> well, I it mean, well, it
1: is actually. Well, it is, yeah. It's not actually. It's not that It's a romp. Um, there is a lot of romping I
2: on. would yeah, I've having uh, having watched
0: season 1. I would say that
2: I don't I don't think it's a deliberate policy, but they're slightly less rompy pompous. Because like you
0: remember like actual Rome was very booby and then the Spartacus shows <laughs> You're were extremely with
1: boobs. <laughs> Yeah, and that is the quote. Keep that quote. Darren, keeps keep in. in. He's keep just been... Re- cho- Look, something's going on with him, right? He's been on a play <laughs> for 10 hours, zooming in on boobs, and now he's complained about not enough boobs <laughs> in Dolphinus. I'm just
0: saying I thought they showed admirable restraint for a Rome set show, because they Too normally lean into, into well, things, the, the orgy, orgy I can, scenes.
2: I can assure you this show is more than capable of having a lot of nudity and uh, sex action,
0: which well, it did and in there series was one. In and to be fair, to be fair, like Spartacus wasn't just boob action. Like, John Hannah's cock was on display for most of it. It. and Jai Courtney's <laughs> as I recall
1: furiously backbending yeah um, well, <laughs> there's a
2: lot and there was a lot of um, uh, all, uh, equal opportunities you'd see in this as well yes, back to Domino <laughs> is, yeah but it is I think the show I think the show that it reminds me most of is, isn't any of those it's I Claudius which I mentioned a few weeks ago do you remember in the live pod I did it in the live pod yes that's right uh, thank you for that
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> in the, the what we've been, been watching
2: where you decided to be incredibly current and relevant so, yeah <laughs> 1976 <laughs> I Claudius um it's re- i think that's the main influence because the it, it, the the way the um shenanigans and the betrayals and the secret mm. plotting and the kids the kind of young kids being annoying twats and mm-hmm. the the one with the germanic girlfriend oh, oh my yeah. god she's, she's the, the worst she's yeah, the concubine yeah. the terrible germanic concubine mm. um it's all quite deliberately um big Bold, slightly over the top, mm. like I Claudius was, in a brilliant way. And um, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I an agree.
1: entertaining Roman romp. I'm saying. Yeah, it's quite fun.
0: It's quite fun. I, like, it's, I started this as well, and I was, I was a bit like, oh good god, I didn't really. But you, you, it's quite surprising how quickly you get sucked into all the mm. grain chat and what's going on mm. with the famine and like. It, it, but it, I mean, it is essentially. East Enders with togas, like it's not. I mean, that's not.
1: You say that as if it's a bad
0: thing. Sure, but it is very. Like, Seas Enders, I don't know, but it's um, <laughs> it, it it's very, it's very sort of like. I mean, it's, it's lots of melodrama. It's very soapy, and and you know, and lots of just like who's shagging who, and then you've got a slave girl over here, and this one's got a mistress and a thing there, and then someone else has stolen some bread.
1: Isn't that what Game of Thrones is like?
0: Yes, but exactly. with More, more dragons.
2: Yeah, but because you, you often you often use this this word
0: soapy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't <laughs> listen. Rags out. If well, in fairness, my... she
2: did have several baths,
0: so it was literally soapy. <laughs> yeah. Fair
1: enough.
2: Um, but I don't think it is soapy. I think it's a difference. It's like i going back to like Claudius. You could accuse like Claudius is one of the greatest TV dramas I've ever made. Made of being soapy. It's more that there's a lot of incident and there's a lot of characters and they're all betraying each other and they're all having sex with each other and you know high octane. It's it, yeah. It's, I don't think that necessarily means it's soapy. I, I think that's I don't think that's true because uh, soapy again. And don't know, use it in a
1: pejorative in way. a pejorative <laughs> way.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Is that you're? It's accusing it of being a bit simplistic in a way, and I don't think it is. I think it's it's just it, it's really good fun at the same time as being you know incredibly compelling and saying a lot about what it was actually like in Rome in this period. So. I don't think it is soapy. I'm just correcting you. Okay. okay. Boydie, yeah. Boydie has corrected me. I yep. stand with Boyd. Other
0: than the scenes in which there is literal soap, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. of which there are several, yep. this is not as soapy as advertised. No. I will still not be watching any more of it. Oh. Uh, but Domina then, which comes to Sky, Sky
2: Atlantic. Sky Atlantic, now, Wednesday, 9 o'clock. And Wednesday of course,
0: it'll all be available as a boxer
2: as is everything, I believe, on Sky yes. these days.
0: Finally this week we have, for some reason, watched the second season of Welcome to Wrexham, mainly so that Kay would stop yelling at us. Uh, This, of course, continues the travails of Rob McElhinney and Ryan Reynolds as they try and take their Welsh team, presumably starring Jenna Coleman, uh, to greatness. God. (laughs) Boydie, were you oh god I've got nothing onside with this offside oh, no. is that a football Onside's thing good, yeah. ok onside. onside were you onside yeah, for this well. there there you go.
2: very controversial onside decisions, decisions oh well, is this, this, the, this the Arsenal thing with the yeah. VAR yes mm. exactly it is yeah Um <laughs> poor man,
1: Look at poor, trying to be down with uh, the, uh, right. down with the I'm lads. down
2: with the footy <laughs> yeah poor man United had a very late goal disallowed for offside <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was millimetres offside and it was brilliant and Arsenal ended up scoring two goals subsequently don't in, uh, be too smart I
0: understand the offside rule Good. It's all to do with when the ball is played. Yeah,
2: yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it's
1: the only all to, I know to do with the balls being played and there's playing players on the pitch.
2: But it's, it's more complicated than you think, though, because there also you, there can be players as well that are actually clearly in an offside position, but aren't interfering with play, and that
0: is a very. Hang on, so area. you can be offside yes. legitimately yes. as long as you're just on your phone. Yes, <laughs> as long as not, yeah, <laughs> Leg- So yeah. as long as you're not actively participating in well, the no, game, that's the thing. You, 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 you <laughs> are What's clearly mean, participating like, yeah. in the
2: game. Oh, it's, it's a whole, it's a massive can of worms.
0: This I've never heard this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It happened last week again, very, very controversially. That a player so was,
0: offside, but deemed to be just doing something
2: else. Mm, that just not. Not actually like actively, what? just
1: like interacting with the crowd.
2: You can be offside <laughs> as long as you don't make an action towards the ball or what? touch the ball,
0: and you can be you can be an offside. Wait, you're arms not. Crossed, yes, you just yeah. no, exactly. so you're saying he was offside? This oh no, he's so just our he's our hype man, so that's yeah. okay. Yeah,
2: it doesn't even have to be that. Honestly, it's an, it's a really interesting. That's and,
1: silly.
2: Who and do we need to talk about? This it makes, <laughs> well, speak <laughs> to the PGMOL. Yeah. The, what's a PGMOL? FIFA. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a whole. It's a whole subject that offside thing. Yeah, it's fascinating. Anyway, back to welcome to Radio. <laughs> Um I mean, this show has changed the way football is regarded. So it's a pretty amazing. That's a fit. big claim. It has. Mm-hmm. I think it has. So obviously, as as any all know. Um, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, these Hollywood Hollywood creators, actors, etc., agreed to buy Wrexham, which is a non-league um, football club, going through a pretty bad time. They were in the league years ago. Arsenal played them famously uh, at various points. Um, Did they win? Uh, no, we were being by Wrexham. Once, Wrexham it? beat yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, in a terrible... In a, I think it was in the FA Cup. But the fact that this show... Focuses on the importance of football, the football club to Wrexham, mm-hmm. the city, and to the community at large. And then beyond that, culturally, as they mentioned in the first in this first episode of season two, internationally, there are people arrived to go up to watch Wrexham play from Japan and America, Australia, Australia. It, because of what Rob, because Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds are now owning the club, so it's a it, it, you know what. initially, when they when it was first announced, this story, I remember, I remember literally being hearing this news and going, "Oh bullshit!" You know, yes. they're gonna like they'll invest like ten dollars mm-hmm. each in it, and they'll they'll be the fa- they'll kind of talk about it in interviews, and it'll be a bit of a jokey thing. But no, they're
1: full on. I actually thought it was a joke. Yeah, 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 totally
2: Yeah, but they're full on absolutely own this club they they're working constantly in between acting in films and making the film the tv show the well, rob mackalini not makes. doing a lot of that at the moment but yeah, <laughs> yeah well exactly when, when when there isn't a strike on but they have zoom meetings where they have to deal with issues like for example they have to build a whole new um a whole new st- a stand in the ground because the other one's literally kind of falling apart and they're trying to get a grant from the government and the government will give them the grant and they're on zoom meetings dealing with these the day-in day-out challenges of running a football club I'm running a football club is a t- constant fucking Well, they had to spend
0: a hundred grand on grass,
2: so... That is, that's... Could change the pitch exactly, had to hunt, spend a hundred grand on grass. So you see the daily grind of being owners of a football club, which happens to be fascinating and full of difficult, tough obstacles. You see that you see that you meet the players, you get to know the manager the brilliantly sweary manager. Talking of sweary, <laughs> even swearier <laughs> than anyone. I mean, you in.
0: say brilliant I see, I see again, I am I've been schooled and raised in the Ted Lasso style oh, of, yeah, of okay. coaching. Yeah. So I just thought he was a bully. Oh, no,
1: no god, no. I think you're being oversensitive
0: you no, no, He was yeah. not Ted, no. he was no Ted.
1: Yes, he's not an actor. He's an actual <laughs> Yeah, coach.
0: he's a, exactly. But I,
1: but I also love how they put in they, they do an enthusiasm count. Yeah, well, yeah, as yeah. a way of covering off his swearing. Yeah,
2: he's he, he's very very swearing slash enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> but and you and you get to meet the players and you see the players. Um, issues like, for example, the goalkeeper in the, in this in this first episode has has got a bad injury. He his, his contract's running out in the summer. He doesn't know what's going to happen. They've got to get a new goalkeeper in. All of that. But you know what? In the end, this is going to sound really. Um, I don't know. Pathetic or no? Say it. I'm going to say it. What the whole? What really underlines to me watching watching this show, watching this first episode of the new season is how brilliant football is. <laughs> because football is unique; is a unique sport. Every and, and there's a lot of quite a lot of football. Action. Explain that statement to me. Okay. I don't think there's any other sport like football because every game is an epic narrative in its own right, no matter what level you are you are at. So, Wrexham are non-league, uh-huh. but every single game, for the fans, for the people going, for yeah. the people who have Wrexham in their blood, like I have Arsenal in my blood, every single match is a massive drama. But that's true of a lot of sports, it's right? Like not- if
0: you're in America, that's your American football team. Well, no, it's so the this same is thing.
2: Not quite. It's different because, for, first of all, there are so many, like, baseball is different. There are so many baseball games. They go on for ages and ages and ages that it's all to do with the 90 minutes or slash 100 minutes these days because they give a lot of extra time they stop when they stop the game it's a relentless action-packed not every game but most games a relentless action-packed 90 to 100 minutes of intensity it's the intensity and the fact that even when it is more stop start than it should be the game is still relentlessly flowing. one one team trying to attack the other the tactical battles it's just more focused and intense than any of those other sports I genuinely think really yeah which is why America as a whole almost has been woken up to its brilliance not just because of the show but partly because of the show partly because David Beckham now owns a team and because Messi plays for them with the best footballer in history it's become it gets it gets bigger and bigger and bigger each country that it goes that's why the Middle East now it's a huge thing in the Middle East it's why fascist run regimes in the Middle East use football to whitewash their thing because the power of the game itself is unique and it's no accident and I'm, I'm making I'm making this grandiose point no, I I genuinely well, I'm quite it. enjoying it yeah, I genuinely believe it and, and it's, it reminds I, I think football fan watching the show you're reminded of what makes football special by watching the show and that connection to the, to the community again mm. I don't think you get that in any other sport either in America these franchises they move around they move, move from LA to the fucking Cleveland if they want to it's a it's just a different thing. So, in, in, in all of the different elements, add up to making it a different thing and a special thing. But the bottom line is, this show is a brilliantly made celebration of the paraphable. With the king in it, with the king in it, you've yeah. got to bury the lead there a Actual little bit. It's like sorry, in the first episode, literal king, literal king Charles, visits the which club. Is very funny. Oh, by the way, sorry, I, you know, <laughs> I'll get wrapped in my own um, pompous <laughs> description of football. No. But um, yeah, it's very entertaining and funny because they're really funny. Um, Rob McElhenney they and are. Ryan Reynolds, and when, they, etiquette when they have etiquette ahead lessons, they the
0: king <laughs> to, to meet the king. That's brilliantly funny. The king so, yeah. who makes particularly on point. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Joke. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I was like,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, Very good, chess. Yeah. it But also looking at their face, oh, like, your majesty, your majesty. Like, it was it was kind of like in that way that Americans get yeah. really, really like freaked out yeah. by, um, by British royalty. Well, what one,
2: but Rob McElhinney brilliantly says like, he doesn't want to curtsy to the, to the <laughs> king. And you're like, yeah, no, why should you? But in the end, he does kind of end up yeah, being quiet. Of course quiet. he's going to. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally buried the league, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. See, see, in, the, the football thing is interesting you talk about because the one thing I will say is true. Like you don't like, fans that I've seen in sort of American sports, whether it be baseball, whether it be uh, American football, like they don't seem to be as tribal in the same way as football fans are. There seems to be much more of a kind of an amicable feel between the two sets of fans. Like, it's not quite as yeah. like... but And maybe that speaks to the fact that is it is it as life and death for them in the way that people live or die by their team's success over here? I do not know the answer mm, to that.
2: Slight, not quite, I would say. Mm. I mean, uh, people will disagree with me, but I don't think it... It is quite it means us quite as much now. Like I mean, you get fierce, you do get fierceness sometimes. You get riots sometimes after like you do, Super Bowl yes. games. But I still don't think week in week out it's the same.
0: No. Yeah, and I know it, like American football is obviously a very stop start game. It doesn't yeah. have that same thing. I actually very much enjoy. it. I think the the depth of the of the tactical side to American football is fascinating to me. But yeah, it's not the most persistently intense, no. I guess, because football ebbs and flows very very quickly. Yeah, exactly. um, obviously it balls my absolute tits off. But nevertheless. I do understand vaguely <laughs> what you and mean. And once
1: again, it comes back to tits, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I Who mean, knew? Listen, the listen I'm not saying anything, but let like, his words be proof of what we know. He's obsessed. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. <laughs> I love this. I, it won't come as any surprise. I mean, I love last year. Are series. you a football fan? Um. I'm one of those annoying people who I I love watching our national games like okay. I love watching the Okay. But Indian you don't have team, a team. Do you have a team? No, I flip-flopped when I was younger and I Between... don't know. Between <laughs> I don't want to say it. Okay. I want to hear. Was Arsenal, it Brentford? Manu, yeah. Arsenal and Man yeah, United. I know. But um but now I've like I, I support Wrexham, like, as in, in terms of, like, I just want to follow, like, their progression. And this is the thing. It's, like, the brilliant underdog story, right? It has been all along. Obviously, it's got, the, the documentary's got so much to offer because, obviously, it's got the whole Hollywood side of things. You know, these two guys buying into this club, third oldest football club in the in the world, is it? I think so, yeah. and um And, like, trying to save it from, you know, relegation well it can't get relegated any further they're trying to get it promoted so there's all that aspect to it but I just think the way they've made this documentary is brilliant this is the way you should do it because it's so engaging it's got so much to it so like you've got the football aspect you've got the concentration on the fans who you become to like grow to love right and they said in this series they're like god it's really weird people are coming up and asking us to sign our sh- you know their shirts and stuff because you really get to know them and I love that and you see the fans the hardcore fans how much it means to them you learn about them their stories you Get to know about the players and their personal lives, and it's actually really moving. Last season, um, and and the way this is made is brilliant because obviously it follows the story of the club and all the people who work for it, Ryan and Rob, and the and the tourists and the and also the supporters. But it's just like the way they do it. It's like the funny cut tos the way they fast forward footage for you know comedy effects The camera, um, little um, comedy skits between Ryan and Rob, um, the fans' reactions, the enthusiasm count though talked about everything about even the, trans, the little details they've taken such effort with it right even the translations So, like as Rob and Ryan are getting you know more accustomed to the way we speak and then they do it in you know it would be in American and then they do the the Welsh version I just love that attention to detail I think they just their passion for it is clear in the making of this documentary and consequently whips you up into an excitement about the club itself and just kind of showing how much this club means to the local community is is great I'm
0: a big fan. I, clearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I thought they were a good way in, obviously, because as known quantities, like they're like, I'm, I was interested in it because they're interested in it. You're trying to see it through their eyes. The Royal Angle also makes this first episode just genuinely quite interesting from that perspective. I think it started to lose me at the tail end because it became more football-y as it went along. <laughs> like, it got much more... And they were showing a lot more of the game. And, you know, I, I was interested in when they talk about because they they were trying to get unrelegated at the beginning, or, or rather last year or last season or whatever it get is. Get promoted, and, and sure, and that didn't happen. And then uh, that was
1: so tense, by the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh God, and but they also they did a nice like uh, idiots guide to the leagues thing with the nomenclature of which makes absolutely no sense. Oh, but I mean that but yeah, that, 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 that football that fans is think
2: the same thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: but I, I thought I actually I, I really appreciated that for idiots mm. like me who genuinely don't know what a national game is because a national game to me that sounds like a good thing. It's national. Mm. Apparently it's not. That's the thing um, it
1: caters to everyone. Everyone's level of interest and knowledge of the game. That's what I think's great about this documentary.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. So so like idiots like me, and indeed Americans who probably don't understand British football. No, it's true. Like they won't. Uh, you know, I, I think that was actually really useful to kind of like to broaden it out and to be inclusive about that sort of stuff. But yeah, as it went in and you're talking to players, and there was there was something about a right, so explain something to me, Boydie, right? Mm. There was a bit where the goalie was getting pilloried for something called a like a pass back ball layoff thing. Something. He, what yeah.
2: happened? He was passing it out from in the back every, every team now and this is a fairly recent development right. the goalkeeper is supposed to be able to pass the ball to his, to his own team mates that seems defenders. like a fairly well, basic skill I know but, and play out from the back is the phrase so as in kind of develop the ball so it goes upfield so they don't just steadily. boot it down the other yeah, end exactly they just pass so to someone he he, he he passed he he did a casual pass and it mm. went awry it got it just, intercepted yeah and uh, didn't uh, yeah so he, he it was a pretty bad it was a pretty bad moment yeah but it happens it does happen as he's pointed out goalkeepers do that kind of thing every single game and they get pillared for it but whereas outfield players make mistakes yeah okay
0: good because I, I honestly didn't I thought I'd miss something else. I don't no, understand no. what's being discussed here or what's yeah. going on so yeah. Uh, yeah so I by the end of it I was a little bit like okay I, I'm you know I'm bored now it's getting a bit football-y but, uh, but I yeah, think but, everyone
1: else will love it it's well there's so human much drama heart. in it yeah there's it's a got lot of human drama in it so I think you know,
0: and and I. Know a few people who watch this who don't like football because they enjoy the you know the drama of it and you know the excitement around like Friday Night Lights, a show that I love, is about American football, uh, and yet I still manage to quite mm. enjoy it. So I you know I don't think a love of football is necessary. Uh, it, how does this rate as you know? Or, that's hard to say from one episode, but how does it rate relative to the first series? Do you think?
2: Well, it's interesting. It's just because um, because this is obviously filmed a long time ago. And, I mean, in in terms you know, in, was it well. Yeah, so the, the, the first season was, you know, ended, climaxed with the playoff final, which was that 5 4 okay. incredible game of football in, ni- in, in
0: 1974! <laughs> 19,
2: 19, <laughs> <laughs> in 2022. Uh-huh. So we're now in the, this is effectively the 2022 23 season. Oh,
0: hang on. So hang on. So so all of the matches, anyone yes. who knows anything about football yes. already knows. Yes. yes.
2: But somehow, it's, yeah, th- yeah they do. But so, if you don't, as to the drama, and I'm not going to Whether spoil or not it,
0: they get promoted yeah. is a fact. That is already 100%. out percent, right? Yes, which we will not spoil on this no, podcast.
2: No, but it's it somehow. But I think the, one of the brilliant things about the documentary, and that, this is true. There's loads of football documentaries out there now, not just this one, but there's you know there's loads of them. Um, there was an Aston one a couple of years ago. Is that they have to be you know they're so brilliantly slickly done. They have to be filmed quite away in a, you know in the past, and then it takes what long time to edit them and put the whole story together. So yeah, it's old in quotes. News that this is covering, but it, they but they still milk the tension. They make it so exciting, and it is so brilliantly made, uh, as Kate and said, also, touching on all the different levels. That's the, all thing, all the because things, there's so many different matter. elements. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And you know, and if you do know, like what happened, then you know there is huge drama ahead. <laughs> without spoiling
0: it, <laughs> and um, it's yeah, it's going to be uh, absolutely thrilling. Okay, mm. welcome to Wrexham. Then, which arrives on the Disney Plus Wednesday on Wednesday what else is out this week Boydie well the big show that we
2: couldn't review because of uh, um, Embargo is The Morning Show
0: which is back on Wednesday yes which we'll review on Pilot Plus which we'll review on Pilot Plus Plus. Um, uh, and Rob McElhenney is having a busy week hmm because the 16th season of It's Always oh. Sunny in Philadelphia lands on Netflix. There and you long may
1: it continue so they can invest more money into Rexon.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. And the King can continue to make on-point jokes. Yeah, there's there's a brilliant bit, wasn't it, where they talked about um, going back
2: to the Wrexham. 20 million. Yeah, how much money? <laughs> I, I haven't got 20 million. I don't know if Ryan's got it. He probably hasn't. Maybe he has. Yes, of course he has. He gets 20 million <laughs> per film. <laughs> anyway, um, what else is on? Not that much, really. Uh, Celebrity Race Across the World is, up, is back <gasps> on Wednesday. Now, on this on could be the cultural
1: exchange.
2: Maybe potentially cultural exchange yes yeah.
0: there is. there has been discussion listeners yeah. who subscribe to Pilot Plus will know this That's a discussion about what we're going to do with the much-vaunted Game of Thrones where Kay watches Game of Thrones it looks like it's going to be another cultural exchange where she's going to watch that and I'm apparently watching this thing about the race
1: celebrity mm-hmm. yeah. race across the world
0: right
2: yeah um, but I don't think there's anything else particularly on uh, which is why we ended up reviewing frankly <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Exum. Exum. Which is which is great yeah okay what is our pick of the week.
1: Welcome to Wrexham.
2: Yeah, I really like Wilderness. It's definitely well. Wilderness.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Wrexham for me. I like Wilderness, but I just they both love begin with Wrexham. W. It's
0: fine. Mm. Welcome to Wrexham Wilderness. Welcome to the Wilderness. <laughs> Welcome to the Wilderness. Of uh, okay, good. As we said, we will be reviewing the Morning Show on Pilot Plus. If you do not subscribe to Pilot Plus, please do subscribe to Pilot Plus for the. Tiny minuscule sum of £2.99 a month, at which point you will get us in your ears twice a week. And I mean, frankly, the reason to subscribe is clearly because we have an upcoming Foundation Season 2 spoiler special with David Escoya. <laughs> <S-Goyer. laughs> Kay is going to be on there telling us everything about the show. It's going to be amazing. Who I knew? Who knew <laughs> <me about laughs> this, this was is happening? Just like... But yeah, I'm psyched what about this. Oh happening? God.
1: Side note, ignore all that. But I mean, obviously subscribe, but also pop on to um, wherever you listen to your podcast and do leave us a review um, yes that would be great that would be please? nice please yeah we've, we've, th- we've come we've slowed down a little so now I'm back on yeah. it
0: please head on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five boob rating <laughs> <laughs>
1: and especially <laughs> is um, especially if you're in Fiji actually as well because yes. we're trying to get the all like Fijians Fiji. <laughs> yeah.
0: please leave us a review that would be excellent at Boyd Hilton at Kay Ribera at James C. Dyer at Pilot TV Pod We are on the various social media channels, the names of which seem to change with such regularity I'm not going to bother to go through them all, but that's basically where you can find us. Uh, Next week's show, what do we have in store next week? The Continental lands mm. on Prime which Boyd no. may or may not be boycotting, we'll <laughs> uh but we will be doing that sex education is in fact yes. next week Can't wait. heavily embargoed uh, so. heavily embargoed so yeah, yeah. we may end up having to do that on Pilot Plus it remains to be seen uh, Juice uh, the aforementioned
2: is that next Ooh, yeah, week yeah next, next week. Juice. oh what day yeah. so
0: I'm looking at the calendar now Boyd it doesn't appear to be in <laughs> oh, there oh god here we so, go so clearly it's not coming out next week because I know that a... if it was you would have put it in the calendar
1: there's been a lot of Passag messages <laughs> like that on
0: the WhatsApp group what day is it Boydie? what day it's on Monday it's on Monday what channel is it on because you know I'll just put it in the calendar now shall I yeah go on BBC3 live calendar edition it's thrilling
1: look at him absolutely stomping down like tapping really (gasps) hard on his keyboard (gasps) and (laughs) (laughs) harumphing
2: still up on Apple TV Plus as well I'm just going through other stuff that's that's on that we might be doing Crime Series 2 that you thought was on last week it's actually on this week okay good to know yeah Mink Season 2 Paramount Plus it's all happening okay
0: yeah fantastic anything else (laughs) <laughs> no, we're all okay, quick. Trans- he's awkward. very, he's very giddy, <laughs> yeah, and very I wonder <laughs> why. I he's distracted by the calendar. Yes,
1: uh, of course.
0: Right, <laughs> okay. not that kind of calendar, Kay. Yes
1: yes, 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 I know. I know what calendar you're afraid <laughs> of. Not that to kind James. of calendar. just do Google, a
0: Google him... Calendar, not a Booble Calendar. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost it. And yeah. on that note, <laughs> on that <bombshell. laughs> we'll see you on Thursday for Pilot Plus. Oh God, Pilot out.